You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Oh yeah. And we're coming alive from the traveling built for talk studios. Boomer is Isaac, Greg G and audience, Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. We are at the Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas. This place is almost too nice. I'm too comfortable in here. Generally, it's Radio Row. There's people milling around, and you're feeling uncomfortable, and it's loud, and it's open, and it's cold. This is the wow. nicest, single nicest road studio we have ever been to in CBS Sports Network right now, showing the, the sphere. With the Super Bowl logo on it, and we had a uh, tremendous trip out here. A nice first relaxing day, and we get here this morning in the Blue Wire Studios, and I see Boomer, and they're having a little bit of an issue with the sports minutes that got done. And I look over in front of him, and I see that he's drinking <laughs> drinking a White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Good morning How are hey, you? Hey, man, we're off to a rollicking start, what can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a... <laughs> you know what? I thought it was a Celsius. <laughs> when I came in here this morning, uh, you know, my sleep schedule's all whacked out, right? We're all whacked out because of our sleep schedule. And I get a lot of sleep last night, you know, and I'm like coming down here. I see the five hour energy. Great. I yeah. see the C4. Great. Yeah. And I said, okay, there's a Celsius. I'm going to have a Celsius. It turns out it's a white cloth. <laughs> you drank like half of it. I was like, what? <laughs> so, so yeah, so all right. So I'm off to a good start. Now, That's all I can tell you. Now, before we move on from yes. this, just, just so you know. So I, I notice this. I see this. I pick it up that you've drank from it. So now I'm like, okay, when do I tell him? How do I tell him about this? I will say that. Eddie was the only one who said, don't tell him, let him keep drinking them and see how far it goes. And then I'm thinking, no, I can't do that. You got too much stuff to do today. Right, right. Today, I got a long day today, Eddie. So it en- And it ends with an interview with Brock Purdy later on oh, tonight. Did you have to cancel because you were crab-faced on white cloths? <laughs> of all things. Yeah, I mean, it would be, uh, it would have been a hell of an interview, that's for sure. I mean, so I go from here, which is, which is all great. I'm not saying anything. And by the way, I, are, are, is our group taken care of? No, my goodness. I mean, I can't, uh, be more appreciative. This, this setup is as great as I've ever been a part of on the road from the hotel to the travel to this studio. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm too comfortable. I am too comfortable in here. Sometimes you need a little bit of edge. You need to be uncomfortable to do the best job. Like, I, I thought there was a dog that just walked in yeah. here. I swear <laughs> to God, I thought there was a dog. It's just a guy on his hands and knees. That's Brian. <laughs> so, uh, no, this is, this is, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah. I remember having conversations back in September about our particular setup because, you know, CBS has got a million things going on. Yeah. And you know that we, 
Is he going to do this the whole show? Is he just going to keep walking his back and forth? Morning yes. exercise. So <laughs> just, what, what he needs to understand is we don't even care if someone just goes in front of us. You know, it's fine. It's like we're not we're not like a serious yeah, <laughs> serious show here. We're radio exactly. people. We're not uptight TV. Yeah, people, you're right. fine. Doesn't right. matter. Just do what you got to do. So what was I talking about? I was just talking, talking about, about the uh, CBS got a lot going on oh, this yeah, week. Oh yeah, they got a lot going on. So I remember having conversations in September about us in particular, just us. Because we didn't make the PR release yeah. about team uh, that, that about a show that was emanating from Las Vegas because we're not over at the Bellagio Fountain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where Drew Barrymore is. That's right. Jim that's where Rome. Monday QB is going to be. That's where <clears throat> Jim Rome is. You know, everybody got yep. headlines and Boomer and Joe got pushed to the side. That is true. But I have to say, nobody, and I mean nobody, maybe the Harbroff family, I'm not sure, has it better than us out here. Where we're staying at the win, uh, the fact that this... Uh, this uh, studio is right here in the wind. Oh, my God. So last year we were driving, if you remember. <clears throat> I do remember, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't that long of a drive. It was probably 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I mean, I this was, this was what, three minutes from the elevator walking down here, if that? It's great. I mean, they took really good care of us. I... I remember talking to Tyler early back in September, and he goes, oh, you guys, I think are going to have a really good setup. I think you're going to be really happy about it. And when we got here yesterday, you know, I, I immediately came to the studio just to see what it was looking like and, and all the things that had they had to go through to pull this off. I mean, it's, it, is, it is as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it really is. The, the one thing, and we see and this. got white claw. <laughs> right, white claw at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning out here. Uh, the one thing that is strange, we do see it from time to time in New York City when we're driving in and these guys are driving in where you get the people that are still out from the night before. You, you see that occasionally. Here, because of the time change, I mean, they are just everywhere. You come down, the blackjack tables, the roulette tables, the, the bars are still open, everybody's hammered, and you're walking in here, and I'm saying good morning to people, like the security guard at the bottom of the uh, elevator, like, good morning. He looks at me, he's like, good morning. He's <laughs> like, this is still the night before, man. Uh, so that's going to take a little bit of an adjustment, but uh, but yeah, this is this is tremendous. But the only thing, like, so the next, it rains like six days out of the year in Las Vegas. And the next two days are going to be straight rain. Yeah. Which is a little bit different, but that's okay. Because, uh, you know, what else do we have to do? The 49ers had an interesting time getting in here yesterday. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of weirdness already. So you got the 49ers and their travel. You got, of course, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes Sr. with the DUI, which is not his first. His third. Yeah, so that's uh, so some negative news, at least in the beginning. For, for I feel you know, some part of me feels bad for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I mean. Part of you. I feel terrible for him. He's got well, I, I feel that. I feel bad for that. I mean, I think his mom is the, the real rock of that whole thing. And, yeah. you know, we remember meeting her when he came in to see us and he wasn't even promoting anything. Yep. Before the draft that year that he got drafted and she, you know, she was really on target. Like she was the one that was running everything. Yeah. She seems to be the most stable in his life. When you yeah. think about it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that Brittany, his wife, is not stable. She's just annoying to most people. You know, when the camera's on her and she's screaming and then the Netflix quarterback series, she's like, she might be stable. She might be great, great support system for him. But she's just got a personality that most people don't like. But it's clear that his dad has had some issues, although he supports him and he's there all the yeah, time. He's and there, he's watching yeah. the games and stuff. He just obviously is not making great decisions. Uh, and then the brother who is just a straight up slime ball. So you have that. But. Hey, somehow he's able to play quarterback all the way through it and play it great. And it'll be quite the matchup this week against the San Francisco 49er defense that was actually called out finally by their defensive coordinator, by their head coach, and by their GM 
for their loafing against the Lions. But they had been loafing, not just in the Lion NFC Championship game, but the games before that, like leading into uh, the playoffs. This, this wasn't the 49er defense that we expected to see. So that's a whole, that's going to be a whole storyline this week. And they, they're going to go right to Chase Young because he has been, you know, the biggest violator of the lack of effort. And it, people today, I think, is uh, probably um, is media day, I believe. So he is definitely going to have to answer a lot of tough questions about his uh, his performance and his lack of hustle on a number of plays. And fans, you know, it's amazing because a lot of this comes to fruition on X or on Instagram where fans will grab a screen grab or they'll grab a, a, a replay that a team is or that the broadcast is showing and then the fan will comment on it. Oh, yeah, it'll be like a 15-second clip, <clears throat> which is really accessible and, and uh, you know, like the, the clips that we're so used to now because of our attention spans. So we're not going to sit there and watch a two-and-a-half-minute Chase Young highlight film. But if there's that one play where he's loafing around and it's 15 seconds, everybody sees it. Yeah, I don't think then, there is a two-minute highlight film. <laughs> right. I really don't. Well, it could be a two-minute low-light film, rather. Right. Um, but then you, everybody sees it and they're like, man, I mean, this guy's not even giving any effort. And as far as I know, he's healthy. I mean, it's, it's not as if he's been dealing with some sort of injury and playing through it. He just looks like he didn't want to give any sort of effort in making a tackle on that, at least that one particular play with Jameer Gibbs in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's going to be a storyline this week. And then I'm sure, unfortunately, the last time uh, that, well, two two times, Dave, it was down in Tampa. Uh, you know, you had the Britt Reed situation, Andy yeah. Reed's son situation that kind of derailed the Chiefs. I don't necessarily know the Patrick Mahomes senior situation, is the, has the same impact. I'm sure it does for Patrick, but I don't necessarily know that it does on the team the way that the whole Britt Reed and well, how the Britt Reed happened, how close to the game it happened. Well, and also the injury to the young girl. I mean, that's yes. that's a huge thing because as far as I know, it was Patrick Mahomes Sr. and that was it. No one else was involved. There wasn't a crash or anything like that. So that was a, that was a big deal and they weren't sure if she was going to make it and in the hospital. I mean, that's just... As bad as it gets. So this this is a distraction, sure, but it's early on in the week. It's something that Patrick has dealt with in his life before. Obviously, this is his dad's third DUI. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine that when Patrick Mahomes takes that first snap that that is anywhere in his brain. No, I don't think you so know? either. So, I, I, mean, wonder, it, I wonder if his dad will be at the game. I'm assuming. I, I don't know. He may be in jail. Who knows? I, no, I don't think so. I think no, he'll probably I mean, be out until they have some sort of court situation i'm uh, i don't know but he'll really, be there i'm sure I, I he'll think, be there i would think that the big story has to be i mean the big story right now this morning has to be your girl dua lipa last night at the uh, the grammys well she opened it up she's she was the opener yes the grammys decided if we're gonna kick this thing off right it's not gonna be taylor swift not gonna be miley cyrus it's gonna be her um, so it was, I still haven't seen the whole thing. Jerry and I were actually on the seventeenth uh, tee box while this was going on, and my phone was going crazy as she was opening up yeah. uh, the. Uh, yeah, see, there oh, we go. Oh, she was, she was, she was opening up the show. Just think that last she night. could be in studio with you next week, next week or two weeks. When is she coming to New York to promote an album? Apparently this week. And, and by the way, yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I don't know if it's just me. I'm going to say this. I don't want to get anybody mad at me or anything like that. Oh, God. You want to think you've had a white claw, so just be careful. All right. But, I mean, the, the Taylor Swift thing last night was just so off-putting. What part of it? The, the fact that she won, and you think, you know, okay, get up there and say thank you to everybody. And, and I know she won a number. I, the, the one that I saw, I think, I think it was album of the year. She got up there, and then she promoted her next album coming yes. out on April 19th. And I'm like, what? 
I mean, you would, not nothing like go Chiefs or any of that stuff. I you thought maybe you'd get a little of that, but she must have morphed right back into like you know Grammy person. Yeah, I I didn't see this speech. I'm I'm gonna watch it in the break. I didn't I I generally try to avoid all things her at this stage because she told it's us been that this was her 13th Grammy and oh she did she yeah, did one of the she did like one of those Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speeches remember yes. that Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech where all he did was talk about how he was the greatest person on earth and didn't yes. thank anybody else and then right. was slamming all the people that doubted him which was nobody hey listen just like we would have slammed him back then <clears throat> this is kind of like how I felt last night really I don't know for somebody who's been on this Travis and Taylor thing for like the last you know, whatever, since week four of the NFL season. I actually like it. And I like the fact that she's going to be a part of the, the Super Bowl. But that thing was a turnoff last night. So she said nothing about Travis and then just promoted her album, huh? The one... the She one, must have thanked somebody. The one area... Well, she thanked her fans, of course. Well, um, but Mike Flegelman out there. Love you, Fleegs. Yeah, love you, Fleegs. That kind of thing. Yeah. I, it was just... I don't know. It was just off-putting. I don't know why. Wow. And then I turned it off because I had to get to bed. Wow. I'm trying to get to bed. Yeah, I no, I, I didn't see it, so it was bad. If you thought it was off-putting because you're all over her, then it was probably off-putting to a lot of people. I would, I don't know, I don't know how her fans took it, but you know, to tell us, oh, this is my 13th Grammy or whatever. Yeah, and then so my great. Oh, oh, I have something for a really surprise I want to tell you about. It's my new album coming out April 19th. Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm like, well, what? that's like obviously people go nuts over her new stuff coming out because she's the biggest act in the world right now. You think uh, <clears throat> any of the new stuff involves Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it depends when she wrote it, but generally she gets her inspiration from when people dump her, right? Then she writes the song. So I don't know if things have been going good. I mean, this but could be like happy music album. It could be. I mean, I, I, I suppose it could be, but yeah, that uh, I wonder if he, if I were him, like all kidding aside, with all the stuff about, you know, he's, he's talking about her on the podcast and thank you. And I know that he was doing the hard he said to the fans and not to her bull crap. But the, if I were him, I'd be upset I didn't get a... I didn't get a shout out last night. I would have been, especially Super Bowl week. Yeah, and he just got Super here. Super Bowl week. Probably had he probably had a Grammy party with his teammates. I would imagine, right? Well, just like she's watching all the Chiefs games, that he, I mean, he couldn't be there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she's like, you, if I can come back from Japan to make it to the Super Bowl, you could go to the Grammys on the Sunday a week before the game. Yeah, I don't. It's a little bit different, you know. I don't think that Andy Reid and the guys would be all all that. I, he did go to Argentina in the middle of the season. That is- that is true. God. That's got to be enough, right? Right. I, I don't know. You know, uh, look, all I know is every kiss begins with K. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see a K at the end of the game if they win the Super Bowl and a, and a ring. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so excited about Do you it. think that he would, that Travis Kelsey and his, his $100 million would go to K Jewelers? Hey, if K Jewelers is going to pay these guys, yeah. Do you I don't, don't, think, you don't so. think that uh, K Jewelers wouldn't pay them like for the post-game ceremony? If they took an endorsement, those two. Who are combined? They have to be combined. She's probably a billionaire alone, oh, right? She's two billion. Two billion she's alone. She's made over two billion on the Eras tour alone. Now, if she ended up taking an endorsement from K Jewelers for her <clears throat> own engagement, that is the most low class thing I've ever heard well, of in my life. I, I, you know, the other thing too is I was thinking that because of all these stories coming out, that she has raised the level of the NFL. Like the NFL is going to be here <clears throat> after she's done. It was here before she was I got love started. This. I love this boomer heel turn on Taylor Swift. This well, is the greatest I mean, thing ever you, happened. You got to know that that her people are in touch with the NFL, and her people are probably saying, "If you want her at the game, you got to you got to pay for the jet coming back from Tokyo." Oh, come and, on, and and she needs her own suite. Wait, what? And she needs her own suite. What? 
I'm telling if you, man. If she wants to be there, she could do it, it herself, this no? This is business, man. This is, this is all about business. How many times are we, CBS, going to show her? Oh, yeah, I mean. And are we going to show an arrival shot? She doesn't even like it, though. I mean, what's interesting is that if the NFL does pay for all this stuff, um, you know, I mean, it could be like, okay, we'll take care of all of that, but we want to be able to shoot you as you get to the stadium. We want to be able to, you know, whatever. You would think. Is this one of those boomer breadcrumb things because you've heard that this is actually what's going on, or is this just your guess? <laughs> I think it's my guess in this oh, okay. case. All right. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that she is so powerful, so consuming, and the, the metrics show you how successful the NFL has been with her being a part of it. And they can break down what they believe is her financial impact on the NFL. And that number is close to $350 million yeah, in the short time. How did they come up around. with that? I mean, that to me is like... Impressions, uh, impressions. followers, uh, social media. It's everything. Okay, but... She is, she is beloved by her fans. And I'm just... Uh, this is why I was a little disappointed last night. I mean, I really have taken a liking to her. But th- that speech last night was like tone deaf. Yeah, no, I got, I, now I have to watch it. I have to. I didn't, I didn't see a lick of the Grammys last night. I just saw a part of the I'm opening sure, performance. Do have a tape of that somewhere? It was on CBS last night. Uh, yeah, man, Jerry, I know, has been going back and forth with a bunch of stuff this morning, so maybe he has it, but but yeah, I, I mean, this is, you know, she didn't get uh, to where she's gotten without promoting herself, right? Can you really get on her for that? I think she's at the point now where she doesn't have to promote herself. I mean, all she has to do is show up. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big thing. You know, you drop that on everybody at the Grammys. If you really want to endear her to people that may not like her or may uh, wonder about her music or whatever. Especially football fans. Yeah, exactly. You say, hey, you know, thanks. I've enjoyed my time, you know, being a part of the Chiefs kingdom, that kind of thing. And know what you should have done. Free Patrick Mahomes Sr. No, no, that would have been a nice thing to say. I I mean, it could be, you know. Yeah, I don't see that. No? No. That would have endeared her to a lot of people, you know? Having the back of Pops in that spot. No? Yeah, I'm sure it's a u- unique family dynamic. <laughs> All the It's Brittany Mahomes' father-in-law, and the two of them are best friends, right? Right. And, and remember, he was he said, look, I was not in the suite with them in Buffalo. That's he right. He was in a different suite. Right. He probably wants no part of them. You know what's amazing? I What I don't remember... I've seen all these uh, videos of all the players before the game having like a gaggle of people standing on the sideline. Wives, mothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. cousins, aunts, you name it. Like I was watching this, you know, obviously getting ready for the Brock Purdy interview. I was watching before the Detroit Lion game. He's down there. He's hugging like 10 different people on the sideline. Yeah. I'm like, well, since when did players have family members I on think the sideline? I feel like we've been seeing that for years. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just aware of it now. That never happened during our time. Well, though. yeah. But that, I mean, that's a, I feel like we've been seeing that for the last at least five years. So if you have 53 active players and they all want their family members. Uh, not everybody. Line. You know, not everybody. You know the people that are allowed to have their family members down there. If you're just a special teams, if you're the long snapper, your family is is not even allowed at the game. Like if like if you and I and our and our crew, mm-hmm. you know, had a um, had a game or something. Sure. I could certainly have my family yeah. on the sideline. You could have your family on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. But not, not so much for Al and Eddie and Jerry, uh, right? I don't know. I think maybe a guest. You know, we could have multiple. One guest, Al. You get a guest. One guest, Al. That's it. Yeah. 
And uh, and Al has having one guest. Uh, his Gina will be here uh, tomorrow. Is that correct, Al? Tomorrow evening. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So she'll be rolling in. The two of them are going to have a uh, have a great time together, doing all the cool Super Bowl stuff that they. Al Cal's going to bed at six o'clock. Correct. <laughs> uh, what time did you get to bed last night? Um, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm still still kind of confused about t- timing right now. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I think mean, I slept had, five we, hours. We had an, an early dinner. Well, it was four thirty. Yes, but that's seven thirty our time. Yeah, I know. I couldn't get a dinner at two thirty. I'm sorry. <laughs> we had a four thirty dinner, uh, which has been you know kind of something that we've always done night one, right? Correct. And uh, it was a nice dinner. Yes, it was. And got you out of there early so you could get to bed. I was I was worried about you. Yes, we did. Because get... you because you were hammered yesterday. <laughs> I was. You were walking around. Once we got off the plane, you were wobbling. And you don't wobble much, but no. when you do wobble, you kind of lean like the leaning tower of Pisa. Yeah, I did all right, though. I, I, had, I drank so much water from the moment I landed in Las Vegas. So I, I had nothing but water from then on out. Water and coffee. So I did good. I think right. I'm all right. And you feel okay this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Not sluggish at all? Okay? I mean, no more than... Normal. Normal, yeah. Yeah, I think eight thirty is the cutoff. That's the latest, I think, because I, I I'm also getting up later than these guys are. Yeah. But eight thirty, the bedtime. If you're up past eight thirty, that's a problem. That's what I think. But eight thirty is the latest, the all time latest. But these guys, you six o'clock is what you're shooting for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I my I, my alarm went off at twelve thirty. So I'll tell you, Gina's going to have a great sweet. time with you going to bed Listen, at I, six o'clock. I warned her. No one ever wants to listen to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan and CBS Sports Network live from the Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas. We're here the whole week for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Look at that, Paris, Paris, man on on CBS Sports Network, right? Yeah, now. great and the Bellagio shots. Bellagio Fountain, right there. Bellagio Fountain, where uh, a lot of the CBS Sports Network shows and CBS shows will be originating from. Those were all on the uh, original uh, um, initial press release. All right. The, By the, the way. This studio is great because they got a lot of free stuff here. Well, now I you got, got a- myself a Heineken. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that. That's great. So you started off with a white claw and now you have a Heineken. It is only 3 30 in the morning out of here. <laughs> Still Sunday night. Yeah. Dude, this, is, this is what happens when our program director has decided to leave, is now we're just going to get drunk on the air here <laughs> in Las Vegas because we really have no boss. Well, I mean, he's going to leave. Well, he's no. here. He's he here now, but like, here. it's no lame duck spot, you know? Total lame duck spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, really, he was trying to tell me to do something. I said, nah, not going to do he's it. He's really like a friend at this point. He's not a boss. It's just like, hey, remember the good times when you were our boss? He didn't quit on us. That's sort of basically <laughs> what I, every time I see him, you know? I actually found a magazine. When was the last time you looked at a magazine? You gave me a magazine subscription for Christmas. Well, that's different. That was that's not, that was a that's lo- a different deal. That's yeah. not more. That's more about the love of golf. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I love a magazine. I know you do. So I that's do. why I'm saying I got. Yeah, but that's I, each one of those is like a quarter. Yep, and it talks to you about golf and you know a lot of great stories within golf. Not how the guys are, you know. Bunch of money whores trying to get as much as money as they can as opposed to growing the game. So I guess you're not going to live with uh, Jerry and I later in the week? Uh, are you guys going? No, nah, I don't know. We uh, we were talking about it, but I have no idea what the hell we're going to do today. Are they here yet, Jerry? Do you know if they're here no, yet? No, I don't think so. Some practice I, round or I something? I think I would start tomorrow probably. Okay. Uh, what What's in that magazine? A lot of fashion. Oh, okay. Nothing interesting? I, I don't see any of us wearing anything that's in here. Not many words in that magazine, it doesn't look like. Uh, no, a lot of pictures, though. A lot of pictures. Lot right of up pictures. your alley, Al. A lot of pictures. <laughs> a lot of pictures of watches and, you know, really nice clothing. Uh, there's a couple of chefs in here. Yeah, pretty good. Here you go, Al. Pretty good for you. Uh, so Jerry and I uh, immediately got off the plane and said, it's not raining. It's going to rain all Monday and Tuesday, so we're going to find ourselves a golf course. So we go down. I mean... I'm talking within a minute and a half of checking in. We throw our bag into the room, run downstairs to the concierge to try to get on the wind course. At 1 p.m. It's 1.05 when we're down there. They say, sorry, last tea time of the day, 1 o'clock. So what? Mandatory caddies. They sent them home. Oh, really? They wouldn't let you even play nine holes? No no twilight rate. Nothing. I was wondering why you guys missed our all-time dinner, first dinner of the week. Yeah. Usually usually a, a thing that we do. Yeah. Well, You guys missed that. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't really, you know, we weren't even thinking about it. We were having a good time out there. You were obviously thinking about yourselves, you selfish son of a bitch. I'm telling you. Forget what a team's all about. No, no, that's Uh, not true. Let's hit the ground and go run. It's our vacation. We're the hell out of here. We we wouldn't have done that. Oh, that's right. Don't worry. It wasn't going to rain. Me, Alan, uh, and uh, Eddie came over here and we checked everything out. Checked the whole thing. The whole thing. We had to handle it. Don't worry about it. You guys were here to have a good time and we were here to, you know, work. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're here. right about all of that. Yeah, and we're here, we're doing we're a job. Here. I got yeah. here at, uh, what, 2 a.m.? Yeah. How, how was dinner last night, boys? Oh, wonderful, sir. Really? A little sea smoke last night. Everybody yes. had a good time. Yes, yeah. okay, good. 
Yeah, there's there's nothing that you could do to make me feel bad about this. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I'm just, just I am, now it's golf and you played and you're just like a psycho. This am, is your fault. <laughs> I know it is. Okay. And by the way, what golf course did you play? Uh, Las Vegas National yeah. was this place down the block. It was okay. All right, but you so played. played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so good. Good for you guys. Yeah. A couple of nice guys from Philly they paired us up with. Yeah. Had a good yeah. time. 18, it was great. Into the night, it was yeah. dark. Into the night, couldn't see on 18. <laughs> But hey, it was great. You guys were enjoying your dinner, and it was awesome. We did what we wanted to do, which is amazing. Isn't that great when we all get to do what we want to do? That's supposed to be shamed into doing it. It's going to be great. All right. All right, Jerry, what do you got over there? Uh, we're, not much. We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, humid-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We're also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So, uh, Fleegs, were you able to find the Taylor Swift stuff? Uh, yeah, we have uh, both speeches in full. All right, so do you want to hear the first sure. one since you guys were just discussing so, yeah, this I guess a couple the first minutes ago? One stunk and the second one was good. Is that what happened here? Well, let's find out. Here comes okay. the first one as they will play it for us. Okay, this is my 13th Grammy. Which is my lucky number. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I want to say thank you to the members of the Recording Academy for voting this way. Um, but I know that the way that the Recording Academy voted is a direct reflection of the passion of the fans. So I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called... <laughs> it's called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> anybody. Nah, no, just, well, the Academy or whatever. Yeah, right. voting right, that so, way. The fans. All right, yeah. all right so the, the, the five of us in here, how did you feel after hearing that? Eh, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually didn't have much of a problem. No, with me that. either. See, I, I didn't I didn't like a one bit. I think it's great. She's just like no emotion at all. It's just like she's an <clears> AI <throat> standing up there. You type in, you know, give me a speech for winning an award and promote an album, and that's exactly what AI would spit out is that. Okay, no so personality, no nothing. Nothing, yeah. I, th I thought it was very, like, uh, antiseptic. Antiseptic? <laughs> yeah, it was like World War One Listerine. You know? <laughs> that's what it was like. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, no. But yeah, but I guess her second speech must have been better you want to hear that now uh i can't believe we're doing this but yeah i guess well, you why guys not? talked about it so right, we well, made sure we... she is a part of the super bowl yeah, girl go ahead i get to work with one of my best friends who is not only one of my best friends but also a once in a generation producer that's jack antonoff i'm so lucky and my engineer laura sisk i want to say thank you to serban Gania. Sam Dew, Soundwave, Lana Del Rey, who is hiding. Okay. But I think so this many female artists would not be where they are and would not have the inspiration they have if it weren't for the work that she's done. I think she's a legacy artist, a legend in, in her prime right now. I'm so lucky to know you and to be your friend. Um, I would love to tell you that this is the best. 45 seconds. So is Fleagle men on the other end? Yeah. So, Fleegs. Yeah, what's up, Boomer? Right. <clears throat> What'd you think? You're, you're the Swifty of the group. 
Well, so the first one, we were expecting some kind of album announcement. We thought it would be Reputation Taylor's version, so okay. we kind of got what we expected, but everybody's thrilled. And then in the, yes, it was longer, the second speech at the end, she thanks everybody you know that was involved in the it starts off with jack who is the main producer and a mega producer he won producer of the year she goes to lana who was the feature on the album and then got through everybody else did you wish uh, travis kelsey of the chiefs good luck in the super bowl or no no because it's not about travis kelsey and the chiefs it's about taylor swift winning a grammy album came out before she met uh, travis he doesn't have anything to do with that maker. i get it i understand yeah, you're just, biased just listen just if she like wins the- a grammy for the next one when there are songs about travis then maybe you thank him then but he didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, I mean, but Taylor Swift has nothing to do with his success on the field right now. But he, she's, she's right in the middle of it. Right. No, he's, but he's celebrating it with her. He's not thank- making it about her. Uh, well, do you not celebrate when you win a Grammy? Well, we don't uh, celebrating not on the mic. I mean, we they're not going to be able to celebrate together for a while because they're two of the busiest people in the world. But they'll celebrate next week. All right. Well, it made Al uncomfortable, and that's all that I care about. Yes. Because I don't know. I, did I didn't hear the second speech. I only heard the first, and I turned it off. So Yeah. Well, there you go. And that's then what somewhere along the line, she didn't... I thought she hugged Celine Dion. I, I, I didn't see this either. Like she turned... That people turned... She turned people off for not acknowledging Celine Dion or something? I, that I would know. be off-putting. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I did... Oh, oh boy. Hi, girls. How's it oh, going? How are you? Yeah. Anybody uncomfortable with that, or we're good? Yeah, that's. Um, oh, I think we're in a very weird spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm in an aquarium where people walk past and they animal. Could, <laughs> they could actually Those supposedly hear us outside this studio. Oh, really? In this hallway here, yes. Oh, they can. Yes. Oh, okay. How about that? So I was going to ask a question. I guess I probably shouldn't do that. I think I know where you were going to go. If you were here, I'm saying, you know, going over everything. When you land, you try to figure out what's happening. Oh the lay God. of the land. You would have known that there's speakers right outside the studio in this hallway where, you know, they go they go down about another 10, 15 feet. You really can't hear us. But right here, you can hear us. Yeah, well, what was interesting is when I did come down uh, later in the night, there was someone working in here and there, there was not a speaker out there. So I did not hear that. But I guess maybe it's on now. But whatever the show was that was on last night. What show was on last night? It was some podcast. It was some dude in here. I have no idea what his name was. Just a dude? There was a dude in here doing a show. Apparently, a lot of podcasts will be in this studio this week. Yes, there will be. The yep. post-game podcast coming up at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there you go. So you're like Taylor Swift now, promoting yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Right. Yes. Uh, I think you can ask the question now. I think they're out of oh, earshot. Okay. Were those real women or prostitutes? I think they were real I, women. I don't know. It's 3.30 in the morning. It's the end of the night. No, I think they were real women. You think so? Yeah, they look like they were having I a good time. Do is we should, <laughs> if, they, if, they, <laughs> if they come back again, we should have Al go out and get one. Oh, Al on the street. Bring her in. Yeah. I'll uh, ask the one with the giant thigh tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. She's a hot box of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Eddie? Is that you? That is so you do have the for. technology. You have the technology. Okay, good. Uh, what else there, Jerry? Anything? Well, um, so the mm-hmm. NFC beat the AFC in the Pro Bowl games, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know that um, you did Mahomes' dad. You got Cliff Kingsbury, not to the Raiders. He's going to Washington with Dan Quinn. That was done over the weekend. Uh, what else? You've got. Now, what was the report about Ben, Wa- uh, ben Johnson basically saying that? The Washington Commanders are being run by basketball guys? Supposedly, yes. I don't know that he was quoted, but I did see that story. Yeah, but that quote was attributed to either him or his agent. Yes, it came from that camp, apparently. That Correct. camp. Yes. Now everybody has a camp. Everybody's got a camp. 
No, Ben Simmons has a camp. He's not going to play tonight. Back maintenance. Oh, come on. <laughs> By the way, here's the other thing. Yeah. So the Knicks lose to the Lakers on Saturday yeah. night, right? Mm-hmm. And LeBron and and um, and what's K- Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis did not play the previous game Correct. in right. Boston. Boston. What was wrong with them? Uh, I think it was one of their games off, to be quite honest. See, that, that They're only going to play 65, Boomer. I, that is such a uh, yeah. BS. Yeah, and they still won the game. I know they beat Boston without those two guys playing, and then they rested them for the Knicks, which Correct. is fine. Because they wanted to come in and win in the world's most famous arena. And the Knicks are missing half of their guys. But uh, nonetheless, still a very gutty and gritty performance by the Knicks until the fourth quarter. Rangers take on the Avalanche tonight. The Islanders in oh, Toronto tonight. Smoke tonight. Uh, FIFA announced uh, yesterday. the is going to have a hat trick. You know that. <laughs> well, it's what you always say. Best players, when they play the Rangers... Come out to play. Oh, Jesus. MetLife Stadium will have the FIFA World Cup yeah, final in 2026. Somebody got paid off. <laughs> Maybe. And your guy, <clears throat> Wyndham Clark, with his 60 on Saturday, made him the champion at Pebble Beach because they had to scrap today because of uh, the weather. He could, he could have shot a 57. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And he had two two really close birdie putts, I think, on, what, 16 and 17, I believe. And then he had a 22-foot eagle putt, which would have given him 59, but nonetheless still set the course yep. record in in 18 holes with a 60. That, his scorecard from Saturday looks it was, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yes, yes. Pretty cool. Looked like ours yesterday. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. By the way, what did you guys shoot yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I have the... Uh, not very good, I can tell you that. No, it was, it was... I have the scorecard. I did not tally up the back nine and the front nine. Not so great. Back nine was going well until... You know what's happened 17 real quick? I hit a shot. I My second shot, I thought I put in the hole. Yeah, oh, really? I did. I got up there, feel I won the hole. And it's in the sand trap beyond the thing. And then I wound up picking a seven on the stupid thing. you're playing desert golf and you don't know, like, yeah. that perception's a little bit Terrible. more difficult. Yes. Anyway. All right. Boomer okay. and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. The traveling Build Ford Tough Studio here at The Wind. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network live from the Blue Wire Studios here at Wynn Las Vegas Super Bowl 58, a CBS Super Bowl, of course, and we are going to be here all week long and even doing the show uh, here on Monday after the game, uh, breaking everything down. So I saw there's some Giants coordinator news out there. They still haven't hired a defensive coordinator. And apparently, you know, Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, was really in the mix for the Seahawks head coaching job. Like, they interviewed him twice. They brought him back. 
There was even a report out there that don't be surprised if the Seahawks hire Mike Kafka as the head coach. Now, they liked him so much after they hired Mike McDonald that they wanted to have him be the offensive coordinator. So they said, can we interview him to be the offensive coordinator? Because if it's a lateral move, you have to ask permission from the Giants. And the Giants said no. Now, the headlines, Giants block Mike Kafka from going to Seahawks. <clears throat> makes it sound like they blocked him from head coaching interviews. Is not what happened. They blocked him from a lateral move, which happens all the time. Yeah, but I, I do think My that... microphone there. Oh, I'm sorry. I do think that uh, the Giants are going through a transition right now with their coaching staff. And the last thing that Brian Dayball wants to deal with is having to break in not only a new defensive coordinator, but a new offensive coordinator. Now, I know Giant fans may not be happy with their offense coordinator, given the way that their offenses looked, <clears throat> especially last season. But that's more uh, due to the quarterback problems than anything else, if you ask me. Yeah. So I, I don't, uh, I think Brian Gable is smart for doing this. You know, you got to keep some stability. You can't just start over with a whole new staff. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't, I don't remember a lot of times unless there was a falling out in a particular place and it felt like someone just had to leave where a successful, even though Mike Kafka and the Giants offense really hasn't been all that successful, but a, a guy that a team wanted to keep, they allowed to go and interview in other places. Now, I don't know if Mike Kafka is disappointed by this. If he said, I'd, I'd like a fresh start out in a place. But then again, like you, you didn't get the head coaching job. You're in the mix for the head coaching job. Now you, you know that you're the second choice. You want to go out there? I don't know. All right, think, of, think of it this way. All right, this would be Brian Dayball's third year. Yep. Uh, going into the 2024 season. Let's say they have another six-win season. What do you think's happening? Well, he's not going to be here. Um, well, we, we thought that about Robert Sala. He's still here. <clears throat> to totally different set of circumstances because Aaron Rodgers runs that organization, and this is the head coach that he wants to be uh, in place when he plays next year. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers weren't here and Zach Wilson had failed again <clears throat> last year and they were going to be at the, the top of the draft and we were going to probably take another quarterback, then Rob Sala wouldn't be here. Rob Sala is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the bulletproof vest for Rob Sala, whereas with Brian Dayball and Bill Belichick hanging around, as you have uh, pointed out many times, that if the Giants have a disappointing season, and it, it may be not just with the win-loss record, but how it looks, then he's not going to be here after three years if Bill Belichick wants to coach the Giants. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, so as far as Kafka is concerned, I could see why Brian Dable and the Giants wouldn't want to let him go. Just simply because of the transitioning that's going on within the Giants coaching staff right now as we speak. Um, you know, for Seattle, I thought Mike McDonald was a great hire. I really did. I, I think he fits their culture. I think he's got a very aggressive defense. He basically came out and said he was going to run the defense. And now he has to find the right offensive coordinator to kind of match his passion on, on defense. They have, they have a really good team. They have the 16th overall pick in the draft. And, you know, maybe Michael Penix is sitting there. I don't know. I, I, I kind of think if, and by the way, they may hire the offensive coordinator from the University of Washington where Michael Penix has just played. So if you want to, and he runs a pro-style offense, so if you want to, like, do the right thing in Seattle and bring Penix in as the young quarterback, have another year of Geno Smith, now all of a sudden you're talking about maybe a, a team that is on the uptick because of all the young talent that they have and because they, of the young coaches that they put together. I think the most interesting part of the draft for either the Jets <clears throat> or the Giants this year is going to be if the Giants end up taking a quarterback. And and Penix would be that guy that you would know would most likely be available when the Giants pick. 
would they actually do that? Where they say, all right, we're going to have Penix come in. Daniel Jones knows that chances are he's not going to be the starting quarterback after this year. We can get out of the contract two years in, which would be at the end of next season. And it's the, the, the Kansas City model, as we joke about. And then Daniel Jones can go somewhere else, hopefully he has a good year and get a fresh start somewhere else. And Michael Penix is the quarterback. That is, I mean, if, if Joe Shane and Brian Dable really want to have a chance to develop their own guy, this might be their last chance. Mm. This, this might be it is this draft because they haven't had that. I also feel like they have to do some things in free agency and they got to get the draft right. I mean, you know, they did go to the playoffs with Daniel Jones two years ago, and his propensity of getting injured is also now in the mix. And this is two out of the last three years where he's been injured and significant injuries. And that that's something that gets tied to a player. It's unfortunate for the player, but it also means that the organization can't really feel totally sure about his future. Yeah, I, I don't know. With, with the play, when he's healthy, is questionable. Not always healthy, you're talking about. <clears throat> Big time injuries, neck injuries, you know, with torn ligaments. It's just, it's not, things have not gotten off to a great start with Daniel Jones in that contract. It is frustrating. Oh, yeah. It is really, really frustrating. Then for the Jets, you know, Rex Hogan ends up leaving the assistant GM to Joe Douglas, been his right hand man. And you got to wonder why that is. Well, is, we, is, yeah. is that, is that the, the leaker? Well, that's exactly what we talked about those uh, days you were filming. Uh, out here where if he wasn't that is just like the worst timing in the world for him but i'm sorry i have to make that assumption it's the same thing when that first article came out the athletic and then tim boyle got released immediately and then we talked about how the agent had fed information and then to to diana russini and zach rosenblatt and he's gone and now same thing this article comes out about rob sala and next thing you know rex hogan is gone talking about leaks in the building so i <laughs> It's a it's a it's a mess. See, out this there. is why uh, you know Bill Belichick would want to own a building wherever he goes. And what I just mean by own the building is know the people that's work that are working in the building that are loyal to what he is trying to do. And I'm telling you, that's what he told Arthur Arthur Blank. And I was I was told yesterday, and I I do believe it from the source that I got it from. The source the source that I got it from. You know, that supposedly Arthur Blank was bought into Bill Belichick and could have offered him the job. Wow. And you tell me that Bill said no? I, you know, and I don't know why. Again, I don't know why guys say no or, but I'm, I'm legitimately an NFL executive basically told me that, that they believe that he, Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now, there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five-year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're going to have to deal with some of this. And we want you to come in. We want you to be the coach. And then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what? I I don't want to go right back in. I want to I want a year away. I want to see what happens because we all know there'll be about five or six job openings next year. Every year. And there may be a better situation where an owner says, you know what? I want to go down this path with you and I want you to take my building over and I want you to run it the way that you ran it with the New England Patriots. Because, you know, the problem with like the Jets and the Giants, there's leaks all over the place. Yep. There's really nothing you could do about it because here's the thing. Like somebody like Diana Rossini or Rich Samini, 
very bright people, been covering the, the, the sport for years, and they know where the pressure points are. They know who the agents are. They know who the coaches are. They know, you know, the GMs face-to-face, talk to them, probably call or text behind the scenes, and kind of like Joe Beningo and Rob Sala. But they don't go and out and basically out the person <laughs> like Joe did. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So um, tell you right now, he doesn't like Zach, bro. I can tell you right now, I don't like the quarterback. Yeah, not good. <laughs> so, but I will say that you know this is um, something that both teams and organizations have had numerous problems with, and New England never had those problems. Yep, that's right. Even to the bitter end. All right, Boomer and Geo live from the win in Las Vegas. For the traveling built for tough studio here at the Blue Wire Studios at Wynn Las Vegas. I have never stayed at Wynn. This is probably, I think, my fourth or fifth, fifth time in Las Vegas. I have not stayed here. This place is tremendous. The rooms are tremendous. The facilities are tremendous. The sports book <clears throat> is one of the best. The restaurants are great. So we're very, very fortunate to be here. And the Sphere has got the Super Bowl logo on it. And I was uh, looking at that a couple times yesterday, driving by. The place is ready to go. Everybody's talking about how traffic-y it's going to be uh, later in the week. But this place is uh, set to go for Super Bowl 58. And thinking about the two teams that are here and how much we have talked about them and will talk about them, it just shows you how far away the two New York teams are from being in the next Super Bowl. Or any Super Bowl. I mean, I understand that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to yeah. to give them a shot, the Jets, and they think they're going to do it. But I mean, my lord, I, they, they are the Jets and the Giants are eons, eons away from being either one of these two teams. And anybody will say, and we always get the tweets, "Oh, you hate the Jets, you hate the Giants." No, I don't. No, we don't. I want them to play well. I want them to be good. We we always root for them to be good because it makes everything more exciting and more fun for us. Uh, but we got to get real. I mean, n- neither one of these teams. I mean, if everything fell into place for the Jets, there's a shot that yeah. they could they could they could get there. But I mean, how they're so screwed up. That article came out showed you how screwed up they were, and we already kind of had an idea about that. They got a head coach that is clueless. They've got a 41-year-old quarterback by the time he takes the field next year, a 40-year-old quarterback coming off a massive Achilles injury who is nothing but drama. And the Giants, I mean, my lord, I don't they, they don't have a single weapon on offense. Their quarterback situation is a disaster. They've got all sorts of malfunctioning or no what's the what's the word? Dysfunctioning. Dysfunction. <laughs> Dysfunction in the amongst the ranks there. I mean, it is it's a joke. Hey, you know, when you got the D word associated with your organization, it's not good. No, man. Dysfunction is not good. But, you know, you forget that the Jets defense forced Patrick Mahomes into two interceptions and the Kansas City Chiefs beat them 23 to 20. That is true. And that was the best Zach Wilson ever played. That's right. He was 28 of 39 for 245 yards and two touchdowns. So coaches around the league see that. They probably look at that film and they say, you know what? That kid is pretty good. I can do something with that. Oh, the, and that's why course. Kevin O'Connell is going to be like the perfect guy to handle no, that. Stop it. Stop it. They're not doing that. I could see them trading up in the draft. I don't, I don't see them trading for Zach Wilson. But yeah, I mean, that if there is a game, if you're Zach Wilson's agent, that's the game. That, that it, I'd never seen him play like that. And he didn't play like that after that game either. It, that was by far, he, it was almost as if he said to himself, finally, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to sling it. 
and I'm go. I got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs against me. It can't get any worse than it's been for me. I'm just going to let it fly. And he played great in that game. And unfortunately, he was never able to get back to that level of success. And they lost that game. Yeah, now, the, the problem with that game for them was that they gave up 204 yards rushing. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, you know, the kid played at uh, Rutgers, basically a homecoming game for him. He had 150 yard, 115 yards rushing and a touchdown in that game. Yeah. And they, they kind of control the ball. But you're right. I think I think that was Zach's best game. Uh I look back and, you know, I obviously Gary Wilson had nine receptions in that game, only 60 yards, though. But I thought it was a game in which, you know, they had every right to win that game. And remember, the Jets beat Philadelphia in the middle of the season when Philadelphia was still thought to be a pretty good team. Yeah, but this game, to be fair, the Chiefs were not the Chiefs they are today when they were playing the Jets. They had had their struggles early on in the season. Well, they didn't really have a wide receiver really separate themselves. Travis Kelsey had six catches in the game, but, you know, Kadarius Tony was still playing. Rasheed Rice was still trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, Sky Moore was on the field. Jarek McKinnon was on the field. Yeah. Guys that we haven't seen was late in the season. Yep. So yep. things have changed a little bit for them. But I, you know, the one thing I will say about these two teams that are on this desk with us, the 49ers and the Chiefs, and the two teams that they played last week, uh, with the Lions and, and the Baltimore Ravens, all four teams were, I would consider, extremely physical offensively meaning the quarterback gets under the center they run you know the, the 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 back out of the eye and they'll run downhill and they will try to run the they'll try to run it and they will not abandon the run and if, if you learned anything if we've learned anything that's how you have to play especially late in the season well that's what the Detroit Lions did to get as far as they did I mean that with a great offensive line yes. and being able to beat you up front and then obviously Jared Goff played very, very well for them too, and the defense was was okay. But that I mean that's their two running backs, yeah. Amir Gibbs and David Montgomery were real deal running backs. And probably, you know, a top three offensive line in the game, which is what these local teams have been searching for. And it's not like they haven't tried, it's had they haven't ignored the problem, but they just haven't hit enough. I mean, I know that it's a it's a such an obvious thing to say, and we joke around about it with the owl drops and everything else, but I if you don't have a solid offensive line that consistently plays together and can push people around and win the line of scrimmage. You got no shot. Forget about the the pass blocking for a second and and, and quarterbacks being under fire, but you got to be able to run the ball consistently. And that's what you see out of these teams, even with Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons they have on offense. Both, I mean, you know, both of these teams, they run the ball. This would be a little bit different for Steve Spagnuolo this week, as opposed to last week, last week, it was the headache by the name of Lamar Jackson. But you know how Lamar plays. Yeah. You know what he does. You know what you can do to try to disrupt him. And like I told you, 16, I think, out of the 37 attempts, maybe even 17 out of the 37 attempts, Lamar really did not go through his progressions. It was just, you know, make a guy miss on a blitz and then try to make a big play, which he did. Stand back there for eight seconds, run around, and hit Zay Flowers for a touchdown pass. Um, you know, those are things, yeah, you know, you may get a couple big plays like that a game. But when you're losing and the game is tight, you know, are you able to lead your team back to a, a lead? And he was usually when the Baltimore Ravens lose, he can't do that. Yeah, right. They and play with a lead a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, and they did. They were on their way to coming back and just two horrendous plays. Obviously, the Zay Flowers one, you can't even say it was necessarily his fault. That was just an amazing play. Uh, by the defense, but then the Lamar Jackson interception. But it's not like they didn't have a shot. I mean, they they were coming if back. Zay Flowers scores. I think that game flips. 
I yeah. really do. Yeah. And it flips in a big way to the point where I think the Ravens would have got all the momentum in the second half because the Chiefs, remember, on offense were shut out in the second half. And they only made a couple of plays in order to get those first downs to win the game. And, you know, and there was a just the interception by Lamar was a late throw down the middle versus cover two man. And those safeties never even thought that they were going to be uh, had to worry about the outside because Lamar was looking down the middle the whole time. And everybody says he threw it in the triple coverage. It was not really triple coverage. It's it's one guy covering him man to man. You got to throw it right over that guy's helmet, and you got to do it quickly. You can't wait as long as Lamar did. Because when you wait as long as Lamar did, then those safeties that are playing zones, those deep quarters on or half zones, are able to now collapse on the ball, and that's exactly what happened. But the the problem with that situation was he had an opportunity. They at least kick a field goal and go down by seven. Mm-hmm. And he lacked the awareness of where he was and tried to force the issue. That's basically what it came down to. Yeah, and that's the difference between him, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow at this point. I mean, I'd love to put Josh Allen uh, into that conversation, but he hasn't been able to slay the dragon. But he still, he still has more awareness, even though he can throw a bad pick than Lamar Jackson does, and he's getting closer. But, but he got he got he got rid of all those bad picks towards the end of the year. Yeah. I think he threw maybe one in the Miami game in in the one that they won at Miami to get the number two seed. But I do think that, you know, he realized after the offensive coordinator change that he had to change and that he had to be more judicial with the football. That's why he ran the ball a lot more as opposed to just like gripping and ripping it, as you say, and throwing it into double coverage. Yeah. You're going to interview Brock Purdy a little bit later today. That's today, right? Yeah, it's you're tonight. doing it. Oh, it's tonight. And and there's been one example in the last number of years where you have a clear. This is not a knock on Brock Purdy, but a clear advantage at the quarterback position with one team to the other, where the quarterback on the the one that is the lesser of the two has gone and beat the big bad quarterback in the Super Bowl, and that would be Nick Foles with the Philadelphia Eagles. The rest of these examples we can go on and, and talk about all the way back from Peyton Manning to Rex Grossman. I put Eli, I don't put Eli in that conversation. I think Eli having won the two <clears> Super Bowls and the chances are he'll, he'll end up in the Hall of Fame. I don't put him in you beating. You put me in that conversation? I mean, you could bring it up if you want to. Um, I don't care. No, no, no. I was not going there. I swear I was not. But you won an MVP, so I can't say that. I'm talking about like. Like Rex Grossman and, and and Peyton Manning. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm talking about. about. Brock Purdy, and and I was telling you guys last year, he played five games as a rookie. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then has the UCL injury in the NFC Championship game, so he doesn't get to finish the season. And it's just kind of a flat ending for him. Yeah. And then he comes back, and he has this... He played 16 games this year, threw for over 4,000 yards, completed almost 70% of his passes, threw 31 touchdown passes, and the key thing, he broke a record in the NFL for yards per attempt, meaning that, and every time he threw the ball down the field, that a big play was coming. Well, he's staring at Al when he's saying all this stuff. So I'm yelling at him. <laughs> he's looking at me over there, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm telling you what I'm doing. I, and I, and much like Patrick Mahomes, you know, I've supported Brock Purdy. I haven't been one of these guys that, you know, talks about system quarterbacks and management, you know, game managers and crap like that. If you're out there doing what he did, and in the last two playoff games, what did he do? He led his team back from behind. And he led them to victories. And he's running with the ball. And I didn't realize how athletic he was. I knew he ran with the ball. We didn't see a lot of that last year in his five games that he played. We saw a little bit more of it this year. 
Um, but then the game last week against Detroit, I mean, he took off with the ball. I know. I've listened, but this is why I preface this is why I preface it. was an MVP conversation I, since the last game I, of the season. This is why I preface it by saying this is no knock on Brock Purdy, but the, the you were talking about the guy who could be the greatest quarterback in the history of the game when it's all said and done. That's who he's going up against. And he's got a long way to go. So, I mean, that's right. But still, that's what I'm talking. There's a clear advantage at the quarterback let, position. Let me ask you this question. When you think of Tom Brady, what do you think? You think like a maniac preparation, yeah. a sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, body composition, the whole the whole thing that goes into becoming the greatest of all right. time. A guy who and, tops his driver at Pebble Beach. That's what I think whatever. of now. And, and, and the longevity on top yeah. of all mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl success with two different teams and two different coaches. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes got a long way to go to get to that. I, ag- I agree. I said, <laughs> but he's on his way. And we put up the graphic last week about where they were at this point in their career, and Patrick Mahomes has better numbers. The only, thing, the only thing he doesn't have is uh, Tom Brady had three Super Bowl titles. He's got two. Well, he's got another shot right, right. now, this but week. Else, right, and the other thing, too, is they both missed their rookie season, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he played, you know, they. I, I don't think Tom played his, he may have played a little bit as rookie, I'm not really sure, maybe some mop-up duty. But Patrick only played the one game. And when you think about that, and you think about those guys sitting and watching and waiting, and then when the time finally came, look what they did. Yep, that's There's right. no question that the numbers that Patrick Mahomes has put up these first six years uh, you know, are off the charts. Yeah, I mean, if he wins this one, then he's right on pace with Tom Brady in Super Bowls. I mean, and that's I mean, why... His QB rating's 103 compared to Tom Brady's 88. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Now, the game has favored the quarterback... <clears throat> over the last number of years more than the early portion of Tom Brady's career. You know, Tom benefited from you know, towards the end of his career, but early on it wasn't as favorable. Well, in the mid-2000s when they changed the rules because of what Ty Law did to Marvin Harrison in that playoff game, yep. uh, basically just grabbing and mauling him the entire game, the game changed after that. And you know who adapted better than anybody was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That's Bill right. Belichick and Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady went to their spread offense, three wide receivers, and they said, well, if you're going to make the defenses play this way, this is the way we have to play. Now, we'll throw the ball more. We're still going to run it. We're still going to hammer it up in there with their litany of running backs that they've had over the last 20 years up in New England. But we are going to throw the ball down the field, and we're going to use Gronk as a six foot seven behemoth tight end who can run like a 4-6-40, and we're going to split him out. <laughs> Good luck covering that guy. And think about it. Next year, there will be no... Tom Brady and no Bill Belichick in the NFL for the first time. And well, Tom Brady would be calling games for Fox. Yes, but playing games. They, they will not be a part of the league and competing on the field for the first time in forever, which is just, uh, it's going to be tough to, but Tom Brady will be in the booth. If you love Tom Brady, you get a chance to see him uh, as he'll be calling games for Fox. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. on the fan and CBS Sports Network live from the Blue Wire Studios here at the Win Las Vegas. And it's great. We're getting treated great. And I just have to say, it all started yesterday morning uh, when our flight got moved up because the President of the United States was flying into Las Vegas. So all the airspace was going to be closed when we were supposed to arrive. Yep. And I get uh, to the airport and there's Al sitting in the, you know, the lead seat, which is always the back seat at the back of the plane. 
That's the lead seat. This is where the power broker sits. Oh, I thought the opposite. I thought the front was no, where... No, so the power broker sits in the back ah, seat back there. I did not know that. And uh, I heard that you got a little itchy that you wanted uh, some drinks to start flowing. And then the drinks started flowing as we were flying, and that was fine. And I think Eddie set a record for, uh, what'd you have? What were you drinking? Uh, Bloody, Bloody Marys. Marys what yes. you have, about eight of them? Six. Six. Okay, so you had six Bloody Marys. Um, who was the jackass back there that sent the very nice flight attendant to where I was sitting? Send this uh, to Mr. <laughs> Sison up there and say that this is from Joe Montana. Uh, who, who came up with that little idea? I'm, well, I think that might have been a collective thing because she said she was embarrassed that she didn't know who you were and that you need she needed to make it up to you some way. And and that's what she said. And then we said, no, 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 that's not how we roll around here. You're not going to be nice to him. This is what you do. But <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how it originated, who decided it at that point. That's what we were going to have oh, her nobody say. Nobody has a memory now. I have zero sudden. memory of this. I would go that was a probably a combination of <clears> you, <throat> Eddie, and then <throat> I jumped in. Yeah. Yeah, there's just one of those things, you know. You're uh, taking ownership, Jerry. I appreciate that. I mean, we obviously came up with it together. I wish I could take full credit for it, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, and the reason that... Sh- that you guys made her do that is because she asked me in front of the other guys that were with us, uh, is this your first Super Bowl? Yeah. And she and was I embarrassed said, by that. And I just said, no, it's like my 24th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I played in one. Yeah. But well, you, I didn't say that. Oh, we told her. Yeah, we told okay. her. And that's how that whole thing started. Right. See, there, the see, this is what I see. Yes. actually played in one and then send the drink, say it's Joe Montana. And she remembered too, which was good. I thought she was going to totally forget. No, no, she remembered. And then uh, I, I hear Al was interviewing her about the worst trip she's ever been on. Yep. Well, just like who have been some nice passengers, who have been some terrible passengers. <clears throat> Did she give you any uh, nice passengers yes. that you that you knew of? Yep. Oh, yeah. Kevin Hart yep. was oh, one. Yeah. And, uh, and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Nice. Said phenomenal. Yeah, I said that. Who was the worst? Uh, Russian oligarch. That's what she said. She said like that? <laughs> well, no, but I like the way that sounds. Russian oligarch. Okay. Said she couldn't speak to him or look at him. And that, you know, what would he like? What would the, you know, and then someone would talk to her. And if she even like made eye contact with him, bad, bad situation. Bad situation. And yeah, then yeah. drunk Al went. <laughs> The freaking oligarchs. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a big oligarch guy. No, I don't like these oligarchs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> may I ask if uh, may I ask these guys what you or tell them what you asked us at dinner last night? You seem very disappointed in us. Umar said, "Did you tip the flight attendant?" I go, <clears throat> "No." He's he was disgusted <clears throat> that we didn't even think of it. That's a bunch of slaps. Right. That's yeah. why you just totally lost. He, it was like he disappointed your dad. Like he oh, said, no. You guys yeah. tipped her. And he's like, how many drinks did she bring you? She uh, working back and forth. Like she's some kind of slap yeah. or something. <laughs> like we really like. We, we didn't even cross our didn't mind. Didn't cross our mind. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. He was very disappointed. Well, I, I just. She's, I, so she's, she's, she's working. She's a working person. Mm-hmm. Probably makes a reasonably good salary for the year, but she is on this plane for five and a half hours with 12 people. She's running back and forth with sandwiches and you guys having all your drinks back there and probably saying some belligerent things. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Very respectful. She was great. I know she was, but I did. So I asked him, I said, how much you guys tip her on the way out? 
We're like, yeah, no, we didn't even. You guys are a bunch of cheap sons of bitches. No, 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 no we're, we're, we're not. Just, I just we're that just is, not used to that. Yeah, exactly. We're, that we're is not in that world. I mean, we tipped the driver when the driver dropped us off. I tipped him, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I just thought the plane situation was the plane. I just thought that it was. So all of you seven in the front part took care of her. I don't know. I did. Ugh. I kind of feel like that was for the probably enough for the whole plane. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Hey, I gotta say, too. I gotta say. So where you were sitting to where she was starting, <laughs> you were the furthest away from her. Yeah. yeah. Know, so I you know. should have given her the biggest tip. Just, plus, I was in the plus power you're chair. the one. You're in the power chair. Plus, you're the one also yeah. that was you know demanding drinks on takeoff. You know, it's really terrible. I tipped the guy at the the starter at the golf club more than that poor girl. Yeah, I know. That's awful. You're that's right. A, that's you're a right. Bad one. You're right. I, I you just, are a hundred percent right. Uh, it's just right. a it's a just a bad job. So if my uh, man Lou uh, Mastalone's listening right now, Lou, these guys owe Bridget some money. Yes, and if when you we get her Venmo, will Lou be there when we? He may be. I don't back. know. We may have Bridget on the way back. I, I don't know. Well, that would be ideal. Yeah. Yes. You guys can, you know, yes, apologize. Yeah, yes. honestly, it was not. It, it wasn't. We were trying to stiff her anyway. I know, it just I didn't know. even. I didn't even you think. You guys have no awareness. There's yeah. no, there's no <laughs> awareness. I, tri- right. I drive a Honda Fit. <laughs> I'm not used to tipping Listen, people on a. You have luxury. a wealth management company handling sure. your dough. Yeah, but I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was like a, this is one of those spots. She's a working person taking care. Everything's taken care of. Spot. You see the waiter that took care of us last night. It's yes. a working person. Probably gets a nice salary working here at the win, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. nice little tip for great service. And you were already walking out, but he stopped me and said, well, thank you very much. And I was like, it's all the big man. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he we, was very appreciative. We screwed yeah. up. Yeah, we, we screwed, screwed up. up. We, we, we don't need to beat we us down need, any longer. You, are, got, you got busted. Well, I, didn't, I did not hey. bring this up. Hand, Al brought this up. Hand up accountability. Yeah, 100%. Hand up accountability. accountability. Everybody's hand up. Hand up yes, accountability. Okay. Okay. And, and we're going to try somehow through Lou Mastalone, if she isn't on the plane back, to make sure that we take care of that and make that right. Okay. What All percentage right. of... I, I was just going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> what are we well, giving? What? Here's well, the thing. What do you, how many people I, I, do you well, think here, do? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is no percentage for you because it didn't cost you anything. Right, so what's right, so what are you basing it on? So you, you, what you base it on is how, how well the service was. Uh, how much service you asked for, and and so let's say, well, how many so, drinks did you drop? About seven. They tell me six, six. <laughs> so you six had six rounds. drinks. Let's say here, you know, probably eighteen bucks a drink here. Sure, one hundred twenty bucks. Right, so six drinks. So give her twenty percent on one hundred twenty dr- uh, bucks. So twenty five dollars yeah. per person. Not saying what percentage of travelers do you think think to do that on the, on the way that we traveled? Yeah. All of them. almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and it's not like we've never traveled this way before. We're very fortunate. So have to be you guys able to ever travel. tipped anybody when we've done never. this before? I haven't. Again, because a bunch Uh-oh. of slaps unaware. <laughs> yeah. You tell you always talk, tell me how you're the man of the people or men of the people. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this you feel group, guilty. Yes, I, yeah, do. I, I feel, feel, I feel terrible and, and about shame. it. <clears throat> yeah, and shame. Yep, publicly, right? So, <clears throat> ma'am, we've been shamed. Publicly by yeah, Miss Eisen, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> all right, she has no idea where she is. That woman. Um, all right, what, what, what do you got, Jerry? <laughs> oh gosh, we're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog Fresh Humid Grade Dog Food Delivered Right to Your Door, and also brought to you by Doctor Jay Shaw at Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Visit samwellpain.com. I'll give you a couple of clips just from since we're here at the Super Bowl, uh, NFL related. Obviously, yeah, yeah, the Pro Bowl games, great. Um, 
the, the Lions obviously lost to this, the Niners, which is why San Francisco's in this game. Here was Amon Ross St. Brown. Great season. Came up short, but the organization doing all the right things. Uh, again, the coaches, the guys in the locker room, everyone, you know, everyone in that building, you know, goes to work every day. Um, a bunch of selfless guys, um, and they go to work. So um, I think it's a testament, you know, to everyone, even the front office, the guys they drafted. So, um Great group. I'm happy to be there. Um, can't wait for next year. And that was yeah, on uh, Sirius yep. So I would say he's probably, out of all the wide receivers in the NFL that are top-end wide receivers, because he made the all-pro team, first-team all-pro, he's the one guy that really nobody knows anything about because he plays in Detroit. But this year, he finally came front and center. And at the end of the season, I think A.J. Brown was probably going to be one of the three wide receivers that make the all-pro team. Um, Amon Ra passed him right at the end. And A.J. Brown became a second-team All-Pro, and that guy was a first-team All-Pro. What was he bothered by, that he didn't make the Pro Bowl? Remember, how much, he was yes. something. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was All-Pro, but he didn't make the Pro. He wasn't a Pro right. Bowl starter. It's like Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he's an All-Pro first-team. Which is more important, Which obviously. Which is more important, yeah. Right. Uh, here's one from Aiden Hutchinson, his teammate, talking about getting so close and, and playing San Francisco and Santa Clara last week. It's uh, it's hard to put into words, you know. It's hard to put into words, but um, I'm so happy for this city. I'm so happy for these people that they that they were able to experience this, and um, I feel like this is just the foundation this year, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to build off of this. Also on Sirius XM NFL Radio, uh, the Commanders hiring Cliff Kingsbury as their new offensive coordinator. Their new head coach is Dan Quinn, as we know, and Luke Getzey looks like he's going to take that post in Vegas, where it looked like. That's where Kingsbury was going to go, but whatever happened, happened, and so Getsy goes to Las Vegas. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' father. Yeah, I wonder if Las Vegas trades for Justin Fields. Hmm, that's an interesting one because they are dealing because Getsy was his offensive coordinator in Chicago, and everybody said Justin's ready to go. Justin, uh, yeah, I'm like you know, not so much. I, I think he's a good player. I think he's a great athlete. I think he can get better. It would it would behoove him to go to a place where a coach knew him. And they have a system built around him, which is what Getsy was doing in Chicago. Yep. No, and they fired everybody except the coach, right? The whole, right. Most well, of the staff? Most of them? The defense, I think they kept together. Okay. There was the offensive staff they let go. Uh, Pat Mahomes Sr. arrested on suspicion of DWI. Uh, if that stands, it would be his third arrest, I believe. <clears throat> uh, NBA tonight. Uh, my Bri, I'm kind of skipping around here. Going to Cam Thomas, if you can, which should be the fifth clip. So you got the Nets and the Warriors this evening. Nets did win in Philadelphia over the weekend over the 76ers. Ben Simmons, who didn't play in the previous game, did play in that game. Here was Thomas, who had a big game against. I think he had 40 in that game. The impact of Simmons on the floor. When he's playing, we're faster. Uh, Transition points, the pace of play is uh, much higher. Because, um, you know, he pushes the ball and makes or miss. No matter the team makes a shot or miss a shot, he's pushing the ball and getting us good looks early in the shot clock. So it gives us more opportunities for more possessions and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously, you know, he's still fearing his way back. It's his second game back. But Ben's just doing Ben. So we just, you know, happy that he's back playing. And we just want to, you know, keep it going. He's not back playing because he's not going to play now tonight because of a maintenance day because of that. There was knee contusion first and now back maintenance. Yeah, and I think this was the team. 
that said that made this decision. So one game on, one game off, one game on, one game off again as they take on Golden State. Tonight we will have them for you on the fan at 720. Knicks off. They play the Grizzlies tomorrow. They're now in fourth place in the East. They try the Cavaliers by a half game by third. They are a full game ahead of Philly. And Philly's got issues because Joel Embiid apparently is going to have the surgery for a torn meniscus. Uh, in his knee, so I'm not sure of the timeline for that, but um, certainly not going to be easy for them. Clippers I would did think be- a minimum six weeks, I think. I would. It has to be. You would certainly think, but then again, who the hell knows? Clippers beat the Heat 103-95. I only bring it up because when James Harden first went there, they were a mess. They're now 25 and five in their last 30. So kind of going well right now. Mm. And those three have played a lot more than the three played here. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you know James Harden's going to quit in the playoffs when he's done. <laughs> you know, like, I've had enough of this. You might be right. Like maybe one round he'll win and be like, God, I can't wait to get to the offseason and I'll throw a game and that'll be the end of it. You might be right. Vegas. Yeah, and then come right here. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got the Rangers home for the Avalanche tonight. The Islanders in Toronto. Uh, we've talked about this FIFA announcement that the Meadowlands uh, MetLife Stadium is going to get the final and a couple of other games. And the, this tournament is spread out all <clears throat> over North America. Also, Lionel, right? That's how you say Messi's name? Yeah. So he, I guess his team was in Hong Kong. He didn't show up. The government wants an answer. They're Wait, demanding answers. So the you know Miami, because the government paid... The Miami team, the show up there, they thinking answers. that Messi was going to be there. Well, of course. I mean, he's the only draw, right? We're talking about the yeah, the, the MLS team, the Miami team. So. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, this he's the only reason why you'd want to see that team. No one knows any other player. We're talking about China, right? Right. <laughs> and, and this is why, if you're Miami, <laughs> you, you sign the guy. Right. Yeah. Because you can make other, you can make more money doing stuff like this. But then if he doesn't show up, that's not good. I got to tell you, the side profile of me, I look like a Simpsons character. <laughs> I know it's different. It's definitely, it, it's definitely. It's definitely, awful. It's def- definitely mean, different. I, I, the camera is set up for you to look at us, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I feel no, like, I don't know. That, no, I feel like a character look at in Al. the Simpsons. Look at, look at Al. <laughs> I'm looking at Al. Look at Al. Well, that's better, right? That is better, I suppose. <laughs> Damn. By the way. <laughs> That Miami team showing up somewhere without Messi is how we feel when we show up somewhere without you. <laughs> Everybody's looking around going, uh, where's yeah. Boomer? Uh, what's going on? This here? is how the Barrymore show is going to feel on <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. And by the way, with us doing the Drew Barrymore show, are you guys coming to watch us? Do I, that? I want a photo. I don't know. Yeah, I think I could, we could be in, interested in that. I am interested in that. All yes. Right. I can't tell if your mic's on because the light's I not on. I can't either. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now it's on. Now it's on. Yes, that's better. So it was not on before. No, now it's now. No, I think it was because I heard you. Uh, who the hell knows? Who knows? Uh, and then also uh, Lee Becker said that that was her, his like number one favorite actress. So he's going to show up too, which I was shocked to hear that. You guys are going with an entourage. Yeah. yeah. Her own entourage. Right. Like so it. now you guys are. So it's now Jerry in the car. Al in the car, Eddie in the car. You're going to walk. What are you going to do? Uh, where is it? It's at the Bellagio. And how far is that from here? An at hour. the Bellagio Fountain. It's not that far. It's the outdoor CBS set over there. I might walk. Okay. But this is not something you're really interested in. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're done, Jerry. No hesitation. <laughs> and by the way, you know, our discussion last week. About the timing and your anxiety yes. about golf and getting to me to be where I need to be and then getting me back when I need to be back. Mm-hmm. 
made them move it up. Yes. All right, but you didn't realize that I had a speech that morning from eight o'clock. No, no, I, I, I did, and I never, I never asked them to move it up. By the way, they moved it up. I knew you had that breakfast. Yes, I didn't go. I did not make that happen. What they, time does they, it end? They did that on their own, and then Al sent a text asking you and asking me if it was okay, and then you never said anything, so I assumed it was okay. Because that's a no answer is a good answer. Because that's- when Al sent the text, I was annoyed. That Al wasn't paying attention to my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be bad if you show up without Boomer. I, I will not. <laughs> that would be the most emasculating thing to ever happen. Is that they'll just cancel the segment? No, I. I mean that. They can't cancel the segment. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. We're we're going to be there together. You're going to be fine, right? You're going to walk over from wherever you're walking over from, right? Face blue. Fantom blue. Yes. All right. Good. We're and we're good. I think. I hope. I mean, well, see, this is the thing. I, when I ask you the questions about it, like in detail, you don't want to talk about it. And then you're like, no, no, no we got plenty of time to figure so this out. Be- but then if anything went wrong, then it would be on our my lap. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Like sometimes, and I'm a little surprised, but I know that you're so like wrapped up in this whole golf thing that you're not thinking. I, I think you're trying to think clearly, but I think sometimes... There's there's something that hits your brain mm-hmm. that all right this is the most important thing without taking into account like the other things that may be going on around us not just what I'm doing but like it's gonna be traffic everywhere it's not gonna be able, like like I was telling Ali you're not gonna be able to walk here in five minutes yeah you know what I mean it's I just understand. it's not that easy yeah I think we'll be okay I think it's gonna be all right I think okay. Hmm. But if it's not, Jerry and I will go, and you can do whatever you got to do. Wait, you you gonna be able to go? Oh yeah, yeah, we go. We okay. fine. All right. You know, if you got to do other things, you don't want to hang out with us. It's fine. Well, we'll be all right. Well, you, you guys man about dinner opening. last night. Right? You guys missed the opening dinner. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Are we having dinner tonight? No. Okay. Is we interviewing Brock Purdy? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's How about that. that? that are uh, much easier to do than in New York. And uh, one of our uh, friends of the show said that he uh, hopped in a cab yesterday, 25 bucks to go to the weed store, and he got himself uh, some pre-packaged blunts uh, that he was showing us in uh, in the break. So oh, we've got nothing to do today at all, I, uh, meaning the rest of us. You have a very busy day, as we know. I don't know. I don't know if the weed store is going to be a, a place that I check out. I got to be uh, honest I'm with you. I'm not a weed guy, so... Uh, but the, you guys like, could have some fun. Yeah, but the smoking is the thing. Like I got, well, the, just get some gummies. I got the asthma. You know, I can't be having the smoke going. But then I, I hear that when people you know, do these edibles, they get all trippy and all weird and have all these uh, hallucinations and stuff. If you take too much of it, and it takes a while for it to kick in. So then you're like, oh, I don't feel anything. And then you eat more of them, and then all of a sudden you're like completely paralyzed. <laughs> I so mean, you I don't guys- need any of that. I mean, I kind of work with you guys, and I yep. think you guys are mostly that way anyway. <laughs> so I, I just think that it would just maybe amplify who you are. Yeah, maybe. We'll give it a shot. I know Al's been interested in at least testing it out, trying some weed. Yeah, I've run into the same thing, though. Like, I don't want to smoke weed. Yeah. And then when I've told people, oh, I'll just try an edible, they're like, oh, no, that that's too much for somebody who's never smoked weed. You don't start with edibles. Yeah. But the weird thing with the weed people... Like a lot of time it's athletes and it's people who take care of their bodies. Yeah. And then they're smoking and inhaling yeah. weed. 
And I don't understand how those two go together. They don't. That was like back in the day, you know, guys smoking in the locker room cigarettes. Yeah. You know, and also taking cocaine <laughs> back in the day. And working out. And working out. Well, <laughs> you know, always cocaine, you know, makes you a little bit more aggressive and takes your inhibitions away. Right, that's what Chase Young needs for this week in the Super Bowl. A little more aggressive, you know? A little coke for that. <laughs> Young man might be the <laughs> uh, so Al got uh, drunk on the plane, just like well, the rest of us. Then he want me thinking about weed store. By the end of the week, he's going to have like every drug in his system. Right. By the time I mean, go Vegas, I mean, it's your boy Iso can take you right in if you want. You need your handheld. Well, I mean, we have weed stores allowed in New Jersey yes. as well, and I've never been into one of those. Just seems I don't know. But I mean, it's regulated now. You don't have to worry about stuff being in there that shouldn't be in there. Yeah, but they always they also say like, oh, you could have like a weed consultant when you go in. Like, there's somebody who oh, yeah. walks you through it. Yeah, perfect. It's so, perfect for you. So you don't think you're a gummy guy? No, I think I would be more of a gummy guy. Yes. But the, but the people who I've told I've never involved been involved with weed say you don't start with a gummy because it's trouble. Would you do it on the air for the first time? We give you a gummy like during the show and just we just check in with you and see no, how it's going. I'm sure I would say something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> no, we have to do that. We have I think that's something that we gotta shoot for and we gotta promote. And maybe like we shoot for Thursday. Yeah, and we do have a dump button and we will yes. protect you. You know what I'm saying? To a certain if you say something horrible, it's gonna get you in trouble. We make sure it doesn't go on the air. I I think for the show, I think this would be mm -hmm. something that you could really get yourself into. I don't know. Yeah, just get a low dose one and take half of it. No, uh, I think like what no, Gio we said. Need, we need something that's going to. Oh, you want really them. messed up? Okay. No, no, yeah, no, we, no, no. I don't want really messed up. I just want to see what happens. You know, just give them a normal dose, see what happens. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But if something does, we'll be here to document it. I think Jerry would be in for that. Have Jerry do it too. I think Jerry would be interested. So the both of you guys do it. <laughs> Hi, Jerry, with updates. That'd be great. Just laughing through all his clips. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you laughing at him. That would be, I think that's something we should shoot for Thursday as we get closer to the Super Bowl and the big game. Okay. Thursday. I think that the day uh, Randy Moss is coming, so we'll probably perfect. get high with you. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Randy Moss. That'd be yeah. perfect. All right, Warren Geo coming to you live from the Traveling Bill Ford Talks studio. We are at the Blue Wire Studios here at the Win in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58. We will be here all week. Jim Harbaugh in the news, of course, his brother. John no longer in the postseason and the uh, all eyes on the Harbaugh's uh, all the time. And uh, Jim Harbaugh taking that job with the Chargers. And he said a couple of things. Well, apparently well, there's a report and then something that he said that I thought were, was interesting. The first uh, being this was the report that Saquon Barkley is at the top of Jim Harbaugh's free agent list. Now, he didn't come out and say this, but this is the report. That he he wants Saquon Barkley on the Chargers. Now, I could understand why he would. But what the Giants do with Saquon Barkley is going to be fascinating because they can use the tag again if they wanted to. After all that drama last year, Saquon basically said, yeah, last year I told you I want to be a Giant for life. But the way that this offseason was handled, I'm not going to say that anymore because this is a business. So I don't think that he is going to go out of his way to sign with the Giants. They're certainly not going to give him the offer that they gave him last year with more mileage on him and dealing with another injury. So I think the best thing for both parties is that they move on. And if they do, Saquon Barkley with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert would be a 
perfect landing spot for him. And the Giants would get a compensatory pick uh, due to the loss of a free agent yep. of his stature. So that would be most likely some sort of mid-round pick. Um, yeah, Listen, if I were Saquon Barkley, I, if I could go to the Chargers right now under Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, I would try my damnedest to get there, assuming that they're going to pay me the contract that I would like. Um, and if I were him, I'd want to get the hell out of New York. I mean, yeah. I, I'd be like totally sick of it. It's enough already. You know, it's exactly. enough already. I mean, he's been here. The team had really one successful season uh, <clears throat> since he has been here. And he didn't get the contract. He's had to deal with regime changes. It's just, it's it's enough. He's got to go somewhere else. And you know, where the Giants are, there's really no point in them paying a running back, even like what the franchise tag is going to make him pay. Uh, they're going to have to pay him. So I would just, it's time. It's just time. It just feels like it's time. And he was a great He's the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Giants. He has been an exemplary professional. There hasn't been a thing about Saquon Barkley's tenure from his standpoint as a as a man and a and a and an athlete and a leader and a professional that you could say boo about. Got hurt too much, um, but it's just it would be this. This is the time. It just feels like the time. And if I'm Saquon and I see that report, I'm like, I call my agent immediately. Make this happen. <laughs> Make this happen. Yeah. Well, again, money's gonna money's gonna be a big part of this whole thing. And, and they whether have some or not, cap issues, yeah, the Chargers right now. Yeah, they'll, they'll actually clean out a lot of that stuff, believe it or not. And I would also think that, you know, look, if you're the Giants, <laughs> yeah, you can protect yourself and tag and trade them. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe get a higher draft pick, but at the end of the day, like I said, you'd get a third, um, you know, depending on where he signs and uh, and how much he gets. But I just, I, I kind of feel like it's over for him. I want it to be over for him. Yeah. I want him to go somewhere else to see what it's like and to maybe enjoy it. Now, the Chargers haven't been all that successful. No. That's why they're on their, what, third coach in three years, right? So... Um, you know, maybe Jim Harbaugh is the difference maker there, and maybe he gets with Greg Roman as their offense coordinator more out of Justin Herbert. And, and quite frankly, if you could, and I and I think you know they're they may be tired of their running back Austin Eckler, yeah, who was in the same situation as Saquon Barkley last off season, where he was talking about needing to get paid, and then he ended up getting hurt as well. So it was a similar track that both of them had. And maybe last just year. Maybe, maybe they switched teams. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know what it kind of the, the the Giants right now I feel like are kind of on that same track as where the Jets were in that last year of Todd Bowles meaning that they like tore the thing down and then had Todd Bowles remain the coach with Sam Darnold as the quarterback for that first year as a rookie and then didn't they have like they did nothing in the offseason they like blew out the the, everybody and they were just basically in a rebuild year but like Todd Bowles was supposed to win with no roster during that year he had no chance no chance got fired I, I, I feel and like McCagnan ended up getting fired too yeah eventually yeah down, yes. down the road but that's when Gase came in nightmare but still this feels almost in a similar track where the Giants are still in this rebuild they've got they might draft a quarterback they're going to have Daniel Jones on the roster. Saquon's probably not going to be there. God knows what they're going to do in free agency. I mean, they're going to go splurge and get five or six free agents. They're going to come into this year with another subpar roster 
in the third year of Brian Dable where they might not have a shot. The problem was the they went to the playoffs, I mean, which is a good problem to have. You want to go to the playoffs, yeah, but it also set them back. And they gave Daniel a two-year contract that they can get out of, and he ended up getting hurt again. And that's, look, we got two teams here in the Super Bowl that have quarterbacks that, you know, by Patrick Mahomes' standards, it wasn't the greatest year of all. Yeah. But he led his team all the way to the Super Bowl. And I want to say on the backs of the defense, but a much better defense that they built over the last two years with some additions and with some draft picks. And that was Steve Spagnuolo's thing. And he did a great job this year. So Patrick didn't have to score 30 points a game. And they didn't. But uh, he's nonetheless still here at the Super Bowl. On the other side, you have Brock Purdy, who had an incredible offensive year with incredible offensive players around him. And like you said, I, and I agree with you, the Giants are miles away from this. Yeah. I mean, and for every, every standpoint, Let me just question. defense, Let me just offense, the, coaching. Let me go through the NFC for a second. Yep. All right. Is Dallas going to be Dallas next year? I believe so. They're going to be yeah. a good team. Same team. Yeah. Green Bay going to be a good team? Yeah. Detroit going to be a good team? Mm -hmm. San Francisco going to be a good team? Yeah. What do you think about Philadelphia? I, well, I think they'll be better than the Giants. Right. So, um, okay, so you still think the Cowboys and Philadelphia are going to be better than the Giants? Yeah. Washington, yeah. new coach, second overall draft pick, $70 million in free agency. They better be better than them, yeah. You, you got to believe that, right? Yep. So the NFC South still going to be a little bit weak Always for the most is. part? Yeah, but... The Bucks are in a better place. What about what about the NFC West? What about the Rams? Yeah, well, I mean, they what made about the, the Seahawks? Uh, what about the 49ers? Well, the Niners are going to be and, great. And are the Cardinals going to take a step up? I mean, the Giants are one of the three to four worst teams in the conference as we sit here. My Again, point, my point exactly. So, it's a, I mean, Brian Dable is going to have to coach his ass off. I mean, he is going to have to, like, you know, what they win? Seven games this year? Six. 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 Jets were seven. Seven, right. I, I just... To me, it's like he is, he's basically going to be coaching with one hand tied behind his back. Plus, he's also got a coaching, I guess, coaching, uh, what do you want to call it, staff kind of dysfunction. Yeah. That he's gotten rid of now, and now he's got to bring in the right guy, whoever the right guy is. For, to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, yes. but that hire is going to be all on him. And now, after that first year, he could not have been more on top of the world. Coach of the year, team had no shot being in the divisional round. As we saw out in Arizona, the guys taking bows everywhere, even at the airport, taking pictures with everybody to now firmly on the hot seat because the season went down the tubes and he had a defensive coordinator that, that hated his guts. And, oh, by the way, Bill Belichick is flat out available, will be available for the first time ever. I mean, this is, wasn't these something like two years ago. We got a trade for Bill Belichick. He's just out there. And he will be out there. And that's what everybody's going to talk about. If the Giants get off to a one and five start, that's going to be every single phone call to the radio station in regards to the Giants is going to be how Bill Belichick has to be the head coach. Yes. And John Mara is probably going to, if it's a bad season, he's, he's going to talk to him. He's going to want to hire him. You figured he'd bite on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he loves Bill Belichick. He's made no bones about it. How much he loves Bill Belichick, and I would too if I was John Mara. And maybe that's why Bill Belichick, if in fact it was offered to him, turned down the job in Atlanta because he knows that there'll be better places for him, and maybe even the one that he's always wanted to coach in the Giants. Right. Yeah. What, I, what I think of like legacy teams, I think Bears, if they would have been open, that could have been an opportunity for him to have Caleb, Caleb Williams. 
Uh, the only other one that I would think of would be the Giants because that's where it kind of started for him with Parcells. Yeah. And that would be the place where if you could pass the great Don Shula and get the all-time wins record and you do it as the Giant head coach, it's a little bit different. There's a feeling different to do it that way than the Falcon head yeah. coach. And that's what exactly what we were talking about at the time. And speaking of Caleb Williams, so I didn't see this, but it was on Al's show sheet where Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd show, the Caleb Williams camp called in. So, like, how, who was that exactly? Was it multiple people or just one guy? Or I what? don't know if they called in or they called him. Oh, they called. Oh, okay. They, they were talking to him. So here's here. what happened. So Colin Coward put out there that Kel Williams doesn't want to play in Chicago. If you remember, about five weeks ago on the NFL Today, I looked right in the camera and I said, Kel Williams, if the Chicago Bears make you the number one draft pick, go there. So legacy franchise, they've never had a long-term solution at quarterback. You could become the greatest quarterback in Bears history. And this is a young team that's building. has got a lot of draft picks. The defense is pretty damn good. And you'll be in a tough division for sure. But, you know, this is the other reason why I think uh, Chicago fired their offense coordinator. They don't want to teach Justin Fields another offense. You know what I mean? They want to start over with Caleb Williams and start the offense that way. And I'd be like, you know, that that would be about as insulting as anything possible. Him saying no to the Chicago Bears, which I don't believe is something is something to try. I don't know where Colin Coward gets it. I don't know why he said it, but I think it would be ridiculous if he said, I do not want to play for the Chicago Bears. All right. So then so Coward put that out there at first and then the camp reached out to Colin Coward and said, we don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. Chicago cares. They're big, loud, they're passionate. They also said, we don't want to go to some sunbelt place that you tarp off the upper deck. The only place that I know that tarps off, that two places. One is Jacksonville and one is Washington. Both have been known to do that. And uh, Washington had like a 90,000 seat stadium. So uh, as Daniel Snyder's tenure there was winding down, people were getting turned off by him and wouldn't go to the game. So he convinced the NFL that he would tarp off the top of the stadium so then he can claim a sellout. Yeah, and I don't understand why if you're if you're going to start fresh with the number one overall pick and a guy that most people believe is is a is a uh, one of these big time prospects, generational talents, all of that stuff, and Caleb Williams, then why are you going to keep the head coach that was basically you felt like was out for most of the year and then saved his job the I'll last couple of games? Because we've seen this a million times with these with these quarterbacks. You go in with a head coach that's not on solid ground, and then he gets fired, and the whole staff gets fired. It's their defensive performance after they made the trade for Montez Sweat. Their defense got a lot better, and Matt Eberflus is a defensive guy, just like Mike McDonald is. And they like the way the defense was playing. They like the fact that they made the trade for Montez Sweat and then gave him a contract extension. Um, So they feel pretty good about that. But on the offensive side... If you're going to, if you're going to fire the offensive coordinator and the offensive staff and you're going to bring in another offensive coordinator, that means that you're going to be bringing in another quarterback. You're not going to ask Justin Fields to go and learn another offensive system. You're just not going to. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. too hard. Well, that I understand. But that's I, why I think if Getsky goes to the Raiders and gets to put in his offense, then maybe he says to the Raiders, look, let's go get Justin Fields. You know, I mean, I we can work with him. He's good enough. And gets, I, I would imagine that Luke Getze would tell Antonio Pierce that and Mark Davis that. And he would tell the hierarchy over there that uh, uh, Tedesco, their new uh, GM who came from the Chargers, that, you know, he's a guy that we can win with.
What are some other teams that would look at Justin Fields? Atlanta. What about the Steelers? Steelers, they could. Um, I would think Steelers, Atlanta, uh, the Raiders. Minnesota? Yeah. Now, Minnesota wants Zach Wilson. That's what I think. <laughs> Drop that for a second. You think that they would, they, that would be a trade within a division? I don't, I don't division? think they would trade it in the division. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think the Bears would do that. I think the Bears would want to send him to an AFC team. That's why the Raiders make sense. Giants? Could be the Giants, too, yeah. That would be huge. That'd be a big one. I would think that given the state of Daniel Jones, his knee, his neck, and everything else, if you want a mobile quarterback to run an offense like Brian Dable wanted Josh Allen to run their offense, mm-hmm. here's your guy. I mean, that would be a huge, that'd be a desperation move, wouldn't it? That'd be a heave-ho, we got to save our jobs. It just kind of wouldn't feel right, though, does it? No, it wouldn't. But them drafting a quarterback. That would feel right. Yeah, I, I think they really are. I think they're going to say, you got to keep us with this guy. But then they're going to have the pressure to play him in the so first year. So they're number six on the draft. Um, the three top quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, uh, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. and Drake May. Probably going to go one, two, and three. Now the question is, who's number four? Now, does the endorsement of Jim Harbaugh for J.J. McCarthy do anything for you? No. You think he's a first-round draft pick? Uh, I, I'm... He's not going to be the first quarterback taken, which is what Jim Harbaugh said. Yes. He may end up because the position is valued in the way that it is late first round. But I I mean, I didn't watch every one of his games, but he does not jump off the screen like some of these other guys do. Not even close. No, you're right. But he's a champion. He's a winner. Got to give him the respect. But for, as an NFL prospect, it doesn't excite me one bit. I mean, if you watch the difference, and I know that in the game that they played against each other, J.J. McCarthy won, but... Uh, I would say the Michigan's defense just got all over Washington, and Washington hadn't seen a defense like that all year long. Yep. Um, but if you watch every game that Michael Penix played this year, uh, he was about as explosive as you can get and as accurate as you can get. All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry joins us in just a couple of minutes. We are live from the Blue Wire studios here at the Win in Las Vegas. Sports Network live for the Blue Wire Studios here at the Win Las Vegas. Jerry Recco is right to my left, and he's got an update for us. What's going on, Jerry? Well, good morning. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We've got uh, Super Bowl week upon us. The teams will be in if they're not here already. They will be today, and you'll have all this media scrum starting a full week of that. Always exciting. You also had the Pro Bowl game, so we heard from a lot of different players uh, not involved in this game this week. One uh, near and dear to Eddie, and that would be Tua, and uh, the way this season kind of went for them. We know they were really good early on. We also know that things went really poorly the rest of the way. Here was Tua on Sirius XM Radio talking about really the difference and how things kind of spiraled late. Well, um, you know, I, I, I think it was uh, us as a team being able to sustain, sustain, you know, just the entirety of games. Right. Whereas, um, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd get a rhythm early in the game, second quarter would come, third quarter, and then it's just finding the, the will to finish as a team. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's sort of what slowed down for us. 
and that Titans game was one of the killers for them uh, at the end where they lost that lead in the last, whatever it was, 90 seconds or so, and that was at home, and that cost them a home game. They go to Kansas City, they lose, and they were done. Meantime, you've got a new head coach in Los Angeles with the Chargers. His name is Jim Harbaugh. Keenan Allen uh, talking about uh, Harbaugh's arrival. Yeah, I talked with uh, Jim, and, um, you know, obviously, you know, we were both on the same page, both, you know, being hard workers, being guys who like to put the work in and, um, you know, just let everything else take care of itself. And he also was asked about, you know, his future, staying in L.A., new coaching staff, what the deal is there. Oh, with me, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't see myself anywhere else. So, you know, hopefully I'm still there, you know, <laughs> if, if, if everything goes the right way. And again, Sirius XM Radio with that. Also from the NFL, uh, we heard last hour from Amon Ronce Brown from the Lions. This time it's Aiden Hutchinson talking about stability and consistency. The fact that Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. The front office is the same. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so happy that, that they're all back. And it just it shows that they believe in, in what we're doing. And they believe in this process. And, and um, I know everyone's going to be hell-bent on getting back. And move, moving, moving even more forward than we did this year. No, we'll see if Again, they, they can don't do that. In a, like a basketball hierarchy. Hmm. True. Right? Ben Johnson right. did not want to go to Washington because too many basketball guys in a room. That, yeah, very huh. true. Well, they took Dan Quinn instead. And uh, Cliff, King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury is going there. So, Jerry, we were talking about having Sorry. you and uh, Al do some gummies. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd rather you Thursday. We think it's a big day for Thursday. Big day Thursday. What do you think? Yeah, no. Why not? I'd I'll do shots for you, but I don't think I want to do weed. <laughs> do weed? No. Uh, shots. You'd get you do a drunk show, but you wouldn't do a, a high show. Yeah, I feel like I can control that better. If you gave me two or three shots of Casamigos, I'd be okay. I know what that feels like. The weed thing concerns me, not to Eddie's level, but that would concern me. So you've got a free day tomorrow. How about me and you do it? No, I'm not doing it. Couple no, gummies for me and you? No way. No, we both Why don't not? smoke. 8 a.m.? No, I don't yeah. think so. Couple gummies. Chris no Man Dog Russo does gummies. You could do gummies. No crap. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't want to get high and wild tomorrow? Uh, no, I, I don't care for any of that. <laughs> and then, we can, then we can go to bed right after this, sleep it off, be perfect. And, okay. and then dinner. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Because yeah. we'll have the munchies. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Now we you gotta, see where we're going. We got a couple of Giants fans out there. Yeah, they are. Just hanging out. Hey, guys. Gents. Yeah. Look at that. We got, what do we got? A Saquon, Saquon. jersey and an Eli jersey. Yeah. Nice. All right. Love it. All right, Jerry, what else you have? Uh, what else do we have? Patrick Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes Sr., arrested on suspicion of DWI, so not great timing there. Um, I know Mahomes has dealt with a lot now. His dad doing this the week of the Super Bowl, or I guess leading into it. Uh, NBA tonight, Nets take on the Warriors. We'll have that for you on the fan at 720. Uh, I guess over the weekend, Steph Curry won oh, another one of these big games. I guess he had 60 the other night. Here was Curry reacting to that. It's just one of those things you kind of feel as you go, knowing we're on a back-to-back coming in late. Trying to, uh, you know, do whatever you can to keep our team in it. Just make shots, take what the defense gives you, force the issue if you feel it. I guess that's it. Uh, ben Simmons. 
<laughs> ben Simmons ruled out of this game for a maintenance day for the back injury. So, yes, it was the knee contusion a couple of games ago. Did play in Philly when a lot of people didn't think he would, actually. He did play in Philadelphia, and now he won't play tonight against Golden State. But, again, that game on the fan at 720. For the Knicks, they are off. This was uh, Jalen Brunson, though. So, Saturday, they had their nine-game winning streak come to an end as they lost at the Garden to the Lakers. Obviously, a lot of attention on Jalen Brunson, who, and specifically in the fourth quarter, struggled with the shot. And for much of the night, here was Brunson dealing with what he had to deal with on that evening. I mean, they were just saying two defenders when there were there was a, a, any action that was happening. So, um, just uh, I was either trying to get around it or just hitting the, the role man to make a play and um, relocating, find a find a way to still you know, be impactful. So, um, I think we made a good plays throughout the game, which is not enough. And that was the night where you, you know, here, here's the interesting thing. You remember a couple of years ago, the ball would get thrown to Julius Randle. What would everybody do? Watch him. Yeah. Well, no, the, no, the other, the opposing team. Uh-huh. They would immediately double team him because yeah. he had a hard time getting away from the double team. His passing was terrible, and he'd throw the ball away, or he'd try to force himself to go through two guys. So the other night, without Julius Randle, without OG Ananobi, this is exactly what the Lakers mm-hmm. deployed. This is what everybody's now going to do to the Knicks. Well, they should until they get healthy. Right, and they're all going to try to double team him. It was actually the game before that they tried to double team him, but he was able to run away, around and away from some of those double teams. Well, they got the Grizzlies tomorrow. They have the Mavericks then on Thursday night. Both games, and they have a bunch of home games still ahead of them. They you guys are... see all this silly LeBron to the Knicks stuff that was yes. going on on Saturday? Well, it was also on our radio station. Well, it was also Clutch Sports. Oh, yeah, Friday. Clutch Sports, who represents half the league. Mm-hmm. You know, sat down. What's his name? Sat down with uh, Rich Paul. Rich Paul sat down with um, Leon, Leon Rose. Rose. Thank yeah. you very much. And they hashed things out. So, so that's why it, that uh, that whole thing heard, started going. I was driving to Rutgers on Friday, and I heard Evan and Tiki and Tommy and talking about oh LeBron to the yes. Knicks. All right, so here we go. How many people want LeBron to the Knicks? Zero. Zero. I do not. No way. No way near. No enough. way in hell. But he had a chance to come here to set the franchise straight. 14 he years turned it ago. down. He said, no way. I always said when he was 40, you'd get him. No. He's what, I know, you, I know <laughs> you said that. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't, don't think they're. Do I think it. the Lakers came out and said he's not on the market. Well, not right now. Yeah, well, but the Lakers don't have control over that. LeBron does. LeBron wants to go somewhere. LeBron goes somewhere. So he tells Rich Paul, go meet with Leon Rose, smooth things over, and then I'll go there next year. All right, uh, serious question. And it's not happening. He's not coming here. But if he came here, and if he was the missing piece to a championship, would that take it away? Take away from that for you? He's not going to lead us to a championship. Why? Uh, just no, back and Anobi's back. I'll tell you, it, it would not because the Knicks would be winning a championship. But I see my whole thing is I think he would come here and it just it just wouldn't work. Like you got something special going on, and all of a sudden you got to defer to him, and it becomes his team. And I just don't think it would work. But if he came here and they won, I would love it. Of course. I mean, how could you say no to a championship? I mean, beggars can't be choosers. But you don't know that. That's the thing. Is I, that I nothing's guaranteed? Yeah. And I'm, I just think a forty-year-old LeBron after he shunned us fourteen years ago. Come on, stop. What are uh, we doing here? What do those guys say about it? Did Tommy want? I know Tommy's a big Knicks fan. There, did he want it? I gotta be all the voices. I. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I felt like it was. There were some saying yes because the whole show started dude with dude dog that does damage. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly all I want to know. Right. The show started with I believe Evan saying that uh, Jalen Brunson is now the king of New York. Okay, and then they got into LeBron at some point. Then later in the in the program, I'm pretty sure is how it went. All right. So I see Tommy. Remember. I use Tommy as like a uh, measuring stick for a Knicks fan. You know, like where does oh, where is where is he on this whole thing? Zoo. Zoo's another one. 
We yeah, here. He's not on that show every day. Yeah. What? Well, Sean is what? He's a Nets he's, fan. He's a, no, no, no. He's a Nets fan. He's a Nets fan. Yeah, yeah, Sean's a Nets fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Nobody even cares about that. We've right? heard Boomer. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Zoo like co-hosts Joe Beningo's Saturday show with him now. Basically, he's just producing it, just talking the entire time. <laughs> so I'm like, good for Zoo, just slamming himself in there. Joe does call for him a lot. He does. He no, does. I like it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I dislike it. I like. I want more Zoo. I want Zoo to be on the air. I'm just saying that he he takes that opportunity. He runs with it. Did they run we with hear. a poll? Yeah, we hear. Did they run with a poll as to Jalen Brunson is the king of New York? Is that what there it was? was a poll? There was. It a poll. had to do with Aaron Judge that Jalen Brunson has taken over the mantle from Aaron Judge. Huh. As oh. the king of New York. Hmm. That was how Evan opened the show. Wow. So there might have been a poll. I'm not sure. Oh, look to see if there was that's a poll. A hot, that's a hot take. Hot NHL take City. That's a hot take. You got the Rangers home for the Avalanche tonight. The Islanders are in Toronto. I'm going to give you one from Saturday, too, because St. John's played the number one team in the country, mm. UConn. Yeah. And you had Mink and Brandon Tierney at the mic. Tristan Newton, guarded by Dingle. Top side to Cam Spencer. NBA three. Perfect. That's game. That feels like that just feels like game right there. 69-54. And after this game, so that was uh the Mink Man and Brandon Tierney on limb there, Brandon. Huh? <laughs> 69-54. That's, that's but that was a really close game in the second half, and UConn kind of ran away from them like they, the last six minutes or so. Right, that's what I was telling Boomer off the air. Was like they, it went from, okay, they can compete to they don't belong on the same floor. And Rick Pitino came like, out and said, we're not yeah. as good as them. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it was like a switch. All right, let's, let's just realize that Rick Pitino's just getting started. I, I know, oh, sure, but... And you, I love that he's here, and they've done a, a lot in his first year. It's just that I... <clears throat> When that, if they would have kept it close the entire game, would have been happy with it. I mean, they pulled away. It was just like like a sea biscuit, you leaving know, everybody come, else in the it's dust. It's coming down to the tournaments, you know that. Always. But I will tell you, watching that game Saturday, or at least a lot of it, I can see why he wants UConn at Karnasek next oh, yeah. year. Well, that was 64 to UConn. Absolutely. I know. St. John's just, home game at the Garden. By the way, I have the uh, results of that poll you were talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. So they got 9,000 votes, which is, uh, is a decent amount of votes here. Should Jalen Brunson replace Aaron Judge as the new king of New York City sports? 53% say yes, Jalen Brunson. 47 no, it's still Aaron Judge. So Jalen Brunson did take it. He took there it. There you go. There you go. There's the poll. There's the poll. Uh, Exciting there's the stuff. Poll. Exciting and, stuff. Yes. And I'll play you this. So I, you guys, are, I'm sure you're familiar with, I'm like a shut-in, so I'm not. Uh, you're familiar with Matt Reif, the comedian? Yeah, he's uh, a young guy. And he has a Netflix special. He's a good-looking guy. Good-looking guy? Yeah, I would say that. Apparently, Lisa Ann went to his show last night or the night before and got arrested. Talking porn star Lisa Ann? Yes. Okay, yeah. We have uh, have audio of her outside. I guess she got tossed out. Oh, really? I did nothing wrong. I didn't touch my phone. I wanted to see Matt, right? He's a friend of mine. And I go to jail. And I go to jail? Jail? She went to jail? That's the clip. Izzo was like, you got to hear this. You got to. What? <laughs> what the hell happened? I don't know. I get maybe she picked up her phone and they kicked her out. I have no idea. Yeah, it made it seem like it was one of those shows where you can't have your phone with you. Oh, where you have to check recording. it right before you go in. Yeah, or something like that. Well, oh, Killer Mike got arrested last night after uh, you know after he won three I Grammys. Know. I know that's just terrible. And they took him out in handcuffs. I know it's with his Grammys, the, right? The disrespect. Who is Killer you know? Mike, by the way? 
He's, he's a, a rapper. time rapper, man. He's winning Grammys. Yes, and, he, and, and, he disres- and then they arrested him and I they mean, took him out in handcuffs and everything. I know. You got to make an example of him in front of all well, his peers. What did I don't he get like arrested that. for? I don't know yet. So maybe I'll change my tune on that once I find out. <laughs> I mean, his name is Killer Mike. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I get it. A lot of things going on out there. <laughs> like the- And your buddy, uh, what's it, Shane Gillis? Yeah, yeah. Going to SNL back after they fired him. That's right. I would have said screw and, you. And Bud Light is sponsoring his tour. Yeah. So Bud Light's trying to get back in the good graces of their people that used to enjoy their product by hiring Shane Gillis and sponsoring his tour mm-hmm. and Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's doing right. all the commercials. Yeah, exactly. Bring the Clydesdales back, Peyton Manning, Shane Gillis. <laughs> yes. Just whatever men we can find. Spuds McKenzie. Whatever American men we can find. By the way, also last night at the Grammys, you know what got arrested? Molester Jeff was also, <laughs> was also arrested at the Grammys. So it was a big, big night. Lisa Ann, Killer Mike, and Molester Jeff all in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and Wyndham Clark won the AT&T. Arthur oh, City was going to get arrested. No, no, no. 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 60 so, on Saturday. They didn't play yesterday, and they can't play today. So, so Wyndham so. Clark was a classmate of who in high school? He told me this. So. I know. I'm asking Jerry. See if he knows. How about you, Al? You know? I do not. All right. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool, huh? That is neat. You know what? um, Wyndham Clark gives me Kirk Cousins vibes. Don't you get the same? They kind of look the same. Same personality. He wins. (laughs) Touche. All right. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough studio here at Blue Wire Studios at the win win in Las Vegas. CBS Sports Network live from the Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas. So the first episode of the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm aired last <clears throat> night. Now, we were trying to pay attention to this because we had that one caller uh, who called up. I forget her name, but she called Teresa. Uh, no. That's you know, it, may, it might be Teresa. Uh, but she called up and she was very concerned that Phil Sims was wearing lady glasses. Now, I was not. Like during the Seinfeld time, I was at a point where I wasn't watching a lot of late night TV. I was more of a kid and a teenager and doing stuff. Like like Boomer would always say, I was out playing with the guys, with the fellows when you were well, playing video games, you losers. Um, but I didn't watch a ton of Seinfeld. I love the show now, like the show now. I have not seen every episode and I love Larry David, but I didn't know they had done a lady glasses thing yeah, on with George, with George. With George. So yeah. that's probably where Teresa, whoever the caller was, came up with Phil's lady glasses, but he brought it back. So last night... So when we... By the way, we have to say this. We've been watching the promos for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see these weird pair of glasses he's wearing. Right. And I said to you, you know that they're going to refer to those as lady, lady glasses, glasses somewhere along the line. Right. And and it's that particular phrase that lady glasses, not female glasses, women's glasses, it's lady glasses that we talk about with Phil Sims and obviously was on Seinfeld. <clears throat> and he's he's at a doctor's office, it looks like, and a nurse says to him, why you wear lady glasses like that. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. It's sort of a full circle thing, which is what we've been asking Phil Sims now for a good three years. Oh, you've been asking him that. Why? I mean, we, to stop saying we. Why you wear lady glasses. And by the way, there's a picture, I think, is that, is that, no, that's him with the new glasses, I think. Yeah. I don't believe those but are. I, I am, I, it's not we. We are not asking Phil about lady glasses. It's you and a couple of our callers and a couple of people on X. I'm not asking. Okay. 
You're wondering. You're just not asking. I'm not around. wondering anything. Don't don't, don't try wonder. to think. Why no, he wears lady glasses? I have never thought about it until you brought it up, until that caller brought it up, and then you amplified it. I thought you were as just as concerned and confused about the lady glasses as I, I was. I am not concerned or confused about anything. Do you think that he goes in front of 100 million people on the yeah. NFL Today pregame show or postgame show with the lady glasses on? Well, I, I think we've done this before. Has he? Uh, I think the last time we did it was in Tampa, right? Wasn't that the last time? 2020? He didn't have the lady glasses. Or 2021, I should the say. The lady glasses just popped up. Really? Yes. I, th- I thought These I, are post-pandemic I, glasses. I kind of feel like he's been wearing glasses for as long as I've known him. But not lady glasses. That's why. Oh. When it made the switch like a year ago, it was a big thing. So, so now, that's what you say. That's not what I say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm taking ownership I, of it. I've said it right to his face. Then I get dragged into this whole thing. It's not fair. <laughs> At Garmani, when we were upstairs, which was the women's department, was upstairs. I said, <laughs> now I know why you're here. You're looking for some new frames? <laughs> And he smacked me on my ass. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. He smacked you right. He oh, likes to do that, by the way. That's a thing. I guess it says, he says it's a Sims family tradition. That hurt. Slap as hard as you can on somebody's ass that you that you got to know well. Yeah. Of course, I guess he, he and his sons, I could see them all slapping each other's asses oh, around yeah. Thanksgiving. Right. Like bear ass, too. Yeah, yes. All exactly. right. <laughs> Take them down. Take them down. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> You know we do this before dessert. Uh, yeah, so uh, that uh, that's uh, going to be the thing. That's going to be what I'm watching for during the the pregame show. Is if he goes with the lady glasses. Pregame show, you're going to be partying, having a good time. You're going to the game. That's right. I forgot we're going. To the game. Yes, <laughs> which is going to be awesome. Game? Yes, absolutely. I'm I am fired up for that. Seriously, no no bull crap. I am excited to go to this game because the last Super Bowl I was lucky enough to go to didn't turn out to be a great game, and I got a feeling this is going to be an awesome one. Okay. And I'm really, really excited for that. I want to see, like, a legendary... I could say, because that game, the one thing I took out of it, the last one, which was Patriots-Rams, the uh, Brady-Goff, Jared Goff one, was that I got to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick win their last Super Bowl together, which was pretty cool in person. So now I get to say I watched Patrick Mahomes... Playing a Super Bowl, which is a, which is something I can you can tell your grandkids about that with <clears> his <throat> own two eyes. But isn't Brock Purdy the story? Is it Mister Mister Irrelevant has now become Mister Relevant? Yeah, in a very big way for one of these franchises that has its own you know litany of uh, pro pro uh, I mean Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, and he, no, it's a great story. I'm just saying, like. 20 years down the road. Maybe I will say that I watched Brock Purdy win his first Super Bowl. Maybe and you might be able to say that. But I'm just, I feel like in this moment, I'm saying at least I could say, you know, two of the best quarterbacks maybe to ever live. I got a chance to see uh, both of them in a Super Who Bowl. Who are the odds-on favorite for MVP? Oh, it's got to be Mahomes and Purdy. It always is. Always the quarterbacks, right? And then yeah. and then would you think... a it could be a Travis Kelsey. Could sure. he have a game like he had against Baltimore? I'm sure, Christian McCaffrey's right there Christian too. McCaffrey's got to be right there. Yeah, uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, here, I got to go through the whole thing as I'm trying Nick to open Bosa. Fanduel defense. Well, defense. Think Bosa, right? Uh, by the way, while I'm looking for this, yes, Leagues does have the the audio, uh, crystal clear audio of Curb Your Enthusiasm and the Lady Glasses, so everybody can hear what we're talking about. So, Fleeks, go ahead and play that. Why you wear lady glasses? Oh, well, yeah. Somebody broke my glasses, essentially. There you go. Why you wear lady glasses? Yeah, someone broke the glasses. All right, so, uh, by the way, it's now the Niners are back up to two and a half. Mm-hmm. So people are coming in on the Niners again. 
So let's see. MVP, MVP, MVP. I don't have it, of course. Of course, I don't have MVP. Why would I have MVP? Why would, I, why would that be here? The one thing that I'm looking at. Uh, I guess, you know what? When I click New York, they don't do those. They don't anything that is human generated yes. the answer to. Okay. You're not allowed to bet on in New York. And All right, I, so, I, I put, well, we are in Vegas. I know, but when it says click where you bet from, I click New York. I do have one from, it's not FanDuel, it's covers.com. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes plus 125. Oh, here, you know what? They got the FanDuel uh, odds. Oh, good. Uh, on FanDuel, it's plus 135 for Mahomes, plus 200 for Purdy. Plus four fifty McCaffrey, plus seventeen hundred Travis Kelsey, Debo Samuel. That's a good boy. Talk about value. Debo Samuel plus two thousand. You can see him having a monster game. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Pacheco thirty five hundred. Uh, That's Rashid, another one. Yep. Rasheed Rice plus seven thousand. Yeah, you know, because every team that has played against uh, the Forty ers both the Packers and the Lions, ran right through them. Hmm. I'll give you two more. Kittle plus seven thousand, Ayuk five thousand, and Al, your guy Nick Bosa plus ten thousand. Wow! Put a couple bucks on it. Did what you if hear uh, ten dollars? What would I win? Thousand. Did you hear what uh, Nick? I think it was Nick Bosa and Jed York both was were asked about the last Super Bowl against the the Chiefs, and you know they lost the game in the fourth quarter, and there was that long <laughs> third and eleven that. Uh, that they hit Tyree Kill on, I think. I think it was that. That was the play, and and all he remembers. They asked Nick Bosa about. It. I was being held, <laughs> and they asked Jed York, well, "What do you remember from that Super Bowl?" He goes, "I'm I'm with Nick Bosa. Him being held <laughs> the whole game. So they're already laying that you know out there for the referees to see. Yeah, as they should." Coney alive from the traveling Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We are live from the Blue Wire Studios here at the win in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58. So there was a ex post by someone who was on a plane a couple of days ago. It said a woman on my Southwest flight from Baltimore to Phoenix this morning had a mid flight medical emergency. Mm. This guy, Andrew <clears throat> Springs, wrote. The doctor and nurse attending to her couldn't find a strong pulse. Her blood pressure was extremely low and required oxygen to breathe. It was genuinely scary. A man in the aisle seat popped up. Could it be her blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit. It was Ravens tight end Mark Andrews. Andrews <clears throat> instructed the medical <throat> professionals, equal citizen heroes in this story, on using his test kit. Eventually, her heart rate stabilized. Andrews instructed the medical professionals how to use the kit. You know what? I think it's a great story, but I'm just wondering, what is Mark Andrews doing on Southwest Airlines? <laughs> I mean, he he makes like, he just signed a new $56 million contract. And I think in his career, he's probably made about $43 million already and still has another $18 million or so to go somewhere yeah. around there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm trying to think, do they still fly backwards on Southwest? <laughs> uh, yeah, Southwest is not my favorite, the whole lining up thing. I mean, maybe you got like uh, seat 1A or whatever that is, the position A. You know, then you get to sit right in the front. It's funny because, full disclosure, pull the curtain back here on Boomer and Geo. So we're talking about this story, and Boomer goes, bring that up because there's one thing about that story I don't understand. And I'm thinking it has something to do with medical, in the air, blood sugar, we're going to ask Eddie. That's what I thought was going to happen. And this is what it was. I was Southwest just like, wait, I was like, Mark Andrews is on Southwest? Yeah. Really? I mean, he's a big guy. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, what's got to be like 6'5", 265. And there's no first class on Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I don't know if he was sitting backwards or maybe an exit row or something. And I guess people did. I don't know if anybody recognized him. And I know Baltimore is like Islip. Yeah. A lot of Southwest flights in and out of Baltimore, just like Islip. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was like, listen, this is the first thing I can catch to get out to Phoenix. I want to get out there as soon as possible. I mean, hop on a plane. Maybe he's like Chad Ochocinco. Like, you know, 150 bucks, I'm in. Yeah. Frugal. Frugal. You know? Yeah. Not cheap. It's frugal. It's smart. Yeah, he did go to Oklahoma, so. Okay. Probably grew up with, with good bones and understanding yeah. finances. Drank a lot of milk. Of yes. One of those guys. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe this is what he does. I mean, honestly, did you did you even <laughs> think about that? Like Mark Andrews on a Southwest plane? I wouldn't think Mark Andrews made that kind of money, though. Well, he's one of the best tight ends in football. He's know, right I, there. He's right there with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. I always think like quarterbacks, big money. I never even consider like a tight end making good so cash. He's probably making. Yeah, he's making. So let's see. In 2022, he made 19 million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's one this year. past year because he's that's a that was a bigger part of his contract. He yeah. made seven point seven million dollars, so he's up to forty about forty two million dollars total next year eleven, and then twenty twenty five eleven for a total of sixty three million dollars. Maybe he's an environmentalist and doesn't want to fly private. Could be, could be you one know, of those if guys. Taylor Swift were an environmentalist, she would have been on the cell with us. <laughs> Not flying from Teterboro to Baltimore. Right. Do you hear that, everybody? Taylor Swift hates the earth. She's destroying the earth. Uh, by the way, you yes. know what I learned driving in from uh, my house to the airport yesterday? I was listening to a podcast. A guy Al turned me on to, Theo Vaughn. Did you know that that the phrase blowing smoke up your ass actually came from people blowing smoke up people's asses? Like, not just like a thing that words like put together. Like, this actually happened. So, when Europeans first came over to America, then the indigenous people would blow smoke in the asses of people that had gut pain and stomach issues. So then like the Europeans were like, oh, this is what the indigenous people here are doing. Let's let's give this a try. <laughs> so they would then blow tobacco smoke up each other's asses to see if it would cure gut pain, those things, stomach issues. And then they found out that it didn't. So that the phrase is, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That's where it originated from. I was thinking on Thursday, we could have Al and Jerry blow some smoke up each other's ass. <laughs> and, and just have them do the show high. Tom yeah. Izzo seems to know everything and there is to know about cannabis around here. Oh, well, yeah. But this was tobacco, just to be clear. Okay. This was tobacco. This was not uh, marijuana. But yeah, that was actually happening. Like, imagine how sick you'd have to be. To say, you know what? Go ahead, blow some smoke up my ass. Yeah, but think how long ago that was. You yeah, still and, though, and the different. Uh, I don't care, man. How long ago it is? To... Smoke up your ass is smoke up your ass. You know, I mean, I like you have to be really sick. Like we've tried everything. We've had you chew on this leaf, chew on this root. Yes, you know, we've given you this water, whatever. Sleep. You know, let's just you know bend over. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Al and Jerry do that here on Thursday. <laughs> Well, people still do coffee enemas. That's not far off. That's still like a thing today. Like liquid coffee enemas. Like you take a little, like you just straight black coffee and squirt it up your butt. Yeah. Wow. But not, you know, it's not. Would you do it like a, would you do like a Nespresso or would you do like a Dunkin' Donuts? I don't know. Wendy's? You know, you can't waste, what? you can't waste the Dunkin' coffee up your butt. You got to drink that, man. It's the best the coffee in the world. stuff that they have here is pretty, oh, pretty it's awesome. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very strong. Maybe that very would strong. help. 
Yeah, I would never. I mean, take one of those pods and shove it up your ass. <laughs> that will not produce coffee. <laughs> yeah. People still do those. I remember uh, Robin Quiver said she used yes. to do that. Man. Some of the health people I follow on Instagram still, they still do coffee do enemas. coffee enemas. Yeah. For what reason? Like other than a regular enema? I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to do. I have never had an enema. I have no idea how to even do that. I understand the process that yeah. probably you have to go through, but you give yourself the enema. Correct. Like Gina's not giving you an enema. No, she is no. not. Okay. Yeah, you know, I actually, so <laughs> I, I was very, very close, yes. very close to sticking one of those suppositories in my butt last year. Now, this is why. I was doing the weight loss competition. And I wanted to get everything out of me. So what I did was I bought a whole bunch of <clears throat> laxatives. But I wanted to make sure I was like clean. Of everything. All you had to do is do like you were preparing for a colonoscopy. Well, this right. is what. So I, I, I went to CVS and bought everything. I'm talking <clears throat> like Ducalax and whatever lax, Miralax, everything. And I also bought the suppositories just in case the other stuff didn't come out. And you are a total psycho. And honestly. I was I was prepared if I needed to to win that competition to to stuff one of those little packets right on my butt. Right yes. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. Now I didn't need to because the other laxatives worked. I mean it was just great. Everything was out. The weight was was all the water weight came out, but I was ready. And that's the closest that's the closest I've ever gotten to see this is where you are with golf right now. <laughs> right, like you, got, you could play Augusta, but you got to stuff this thing in your ass. <laughs> no, I just think I like, would probably do it. Like you were a psycho to win that award. Yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. to have the biggest loser award, right? And you went to all these great lengths to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now I see that in the way that you approach your golf. Yeah, I'm. I am locked in. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like I'm an OCD guy, but I do have the, the, the obsessions with things. And this is this is now that thing. I, I am I am obsessed with it. Like everything takes a second place, a back seat to that. As far as my leisure activities, yes, not my family. I know I understand occasionally, that. but you know, right? But you're out here without any responsibilities, so now you're super psycho. <laughs> it's true. See, I worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Like I got nothing to do. No governor. And it's raining. So I was going to play golf every day. So what I don't want to do is now go have like drink a full bottle of Casamigos Cristalino and then lose $50,000 on roulette. Just go to the gym. Go get a massage. Get a steam. Lose some more weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely on the table. There you go. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that all sound. I mean that sounds okay. I do want to. I mean, but we all have no plans today. So I, I mean, other than you, so at all, I'd like to find an activity to do with these guys because this is like I should do race cars or you know go karts, go kart indoor racing. If there's an indoor go kart place, yeah, of I would course do there's, that. There's everything. We did that here. in uh, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We did in indoor go karts. Like yeah, the mall. Yeah, that's right, Mall of America. Or Stephen Walter. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something to do. <laughs> you guys want to hang? I'll give you something to do. <laughs> no, he's got to go do Jim Rome. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he's he's screwed. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, I thank God I'm not like addicted in any way or enticed by table games that are yes, here. Yes, 
<clears throat> Thank and God I, you're not as right. No, I mean, I'm I think just, we'd all agree with you. I know, and I'm not yeah. trying to. I'm not trying to make any uh, Craig references at all. What he's been able to do to straighten himself out with the gambling is tremendous. Just saying from my my own, because we walk. I mean, it's in your face. We're here. It's just in your face. The sports book is beautiful. Yeah, it's right there. And I'll sit there. You don't bet on a game. You get three hours of entertainment, and you make a play. They watch a Ranger game in there tonight. Nice, nice. Watch Nathan McKinnon go off for a hat trick. <laughs> But I mean, if I like, if I love table games, roulette, or blackjack, like I'd be totally screwed today. Done at seven a.m. Right? You kidding me? I mean, there's real potential. Well, to you know, the other F thing your too whole is, life up. I mean, you can go back and take a nap. We, we we're going to do that. But then, okay, then it's ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time to start drinking. I thought you guys were going to the buffet for breakfast. Uh, we don't like buffets. Yeah, we we've decided Sneeze. people this breathe and touch huge, stuff. Big yeah, but they're, right sne they're sneezing, all their snots and their germs. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it crowded right now? It's seven. We'll, they, by the time we get off the air, right. it's they not have a be. sneeze guard. I'm sure. Yeah. Would you like some sneeze SARS guard. with your hash browns? <laughs> no thanks. Come on. Okay. <laughs> SARS. Yeah, I mean, pick SARS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I I don't know what goes on in the kitchens back there, but I'm assuming it's better. I, there's, there's just why, so why many people. Why is this coffee cup in front of the... the who says that? That's uh, Sean Kennedy's, I think. I just noticed that. Yeah, Sean It's not Kennedy. a good look, Al. Yeah, yeah. Who's producing this show? You want, Shall I grab that? Yeah, I think so. Well, Al's producing the radio show. And Stephen Walder decided now to go... I, I think Al's in a very nice, comfy seat just hanging out. Hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. So uh, what? So your Brock Purdy interviews tonight? Yes. Do you have other responsibilities today? I do. Oh, you do. Okay. It's a busy so day for uh, you. I've been asked to measure my forehead. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you going to compare it to Peyton Manning's? It ain't as big as Peyton Manning's, but I guess it's pretty big. Yeah. And uh, somebody's going to tattoo a Super Bowl logo on my forehead today. What? Yes. Obviously temporary. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why is that? Can you tell us? I, I probably has something to do with the Super Bowl today broadcast. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm sure we're shooting something, and they're putting a Super Bowl logo on my forehead. Oh, okay. So uh, I get a, a, a text message from one of the new girls who works for our foundation. Okay. And she got a, a message from somebody at CBS. Okay. It went to her, mm -hmm. and she texted me, and she goes, they need to know how big your forehead is. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Yeah, nobody knows that off the top of their head. No. So, so I took a, I had a picture from last week's game in Baltimore. And it was a close-up to show Victor Talbot the jacket that I was wearing and everything. Yeah. I said, just send this picture because it shows my whole forehead. Yeah, but can they measure it with the, to scale that way? Well, like you tell me when you see this picture, okay? Yeah. And you tell me whether or not you could tell how, how big it is. <laughs> People just tuned in now. Yes. Yeah. No. That, yeah. I, I could tell. See that picture, Al? Yeah, I could tell. Easy. That's a. Yeah. I could tell very Show easily. It on the, on the phone yeah. Yep. So that's the picture that I sent, just to, so they could see how big my forehead is. Now you're gonna get this professionally measured today. Is that what's gonna happen? Like someone's gonna get a tape measure out? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, how big I, you think? Like three, three and a half? I would say it's five inches across. Five, six inches across. <laughs> well, what's the height? Four I can measure inches. it right now. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, like, wait, look at me here a second. <clears throat> and we're not talking about the sides. We're just talking like no, straight. We're talking on. about this way by this way. Oh, that by that. All right. Yes. I, I would say, I'd say five inches. 
long, uh, height. No, length. Width. Width. Width is five inches. I'd say height three. I'd say th- See, I'm going six by four. Yeah. Six by four. Does anybody six, have a tape measure? Four. Oh, 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 nice. Oh. Here. You go up. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, you take it, Jerry. Yeah, all right, Jerry. <laughs> Measure Boomer's forehead. All right, so hopefully the people that are doing this with me today are listening. All right, I'm trying to see if Boomer has six inches. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. Five? Six. Six? Yes. All right, what about the other way? Six, six inches? Uh, uh, to the eyebrow. So on the side? Yeah. Three. All right. Uh, three by six. All right, so we split that. Yeah. I had three, he had six. All right, three by six. There you go. All right, go. so hopefully that person's listening. Three by six. <laughs> forehead. Yeah, that's, that's specific. All right, so if my forehead is three by six, what is Paige Manning's? Ooh. Four by eight. eight no, he's definitely, because up. Wow, uh, he's, yes. he's got to, it's got to be, he's got to have He's got to be five? five. Yeah, he's got easy five. He's got a five head? Yeah, he's definitely got a five head. And probably the same across, but up. It, it, that, that might even be a six spot up there, that thing. And he looks like an even square six by six. Yeah, it might, it might yes. be, yeah. You could you could watch a movie on that thing. So I, 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 I saw an Instagram post where uh, NFL players or past NFL players were doing a mean tweets that they had received. Yeah, and one came to Peyton and he read it and it said, uh, "You're the only player who actually looks like the mascot of the team you play for." <laughs> that was the Broncos. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Quick break. We got Jerry in here. Another update and moment of the day. wonderful place. We were just watching all the things that the Sphere is doing here on CBS Sports Network, and they made the entire Sphere a helmet for the Chiefs and a helmet for the 49ers, so I'm sure all the Super Bowl imaging that they're going to have up there is going to be amazing throughout the week. And uh, when I was here back in June, they hadn't had anything up there yet, so to see it when you're just driving around, it's it's spectacular. Like you know, nothing I, you've ever seen. When I was at Allegiant Stadium last weekend, you know, you have the Super Bowl logo that you see in the helmet in between us, right? Yep. So that's the NFL Super Bowl legitimate logo that they use. Mm-hmm. But in the stadium, in Allegiant Stadium, because the NFL is a part of MGM and a part of Caesars, okay. part of the Super Bowl logo has some of the font from those companies oh. in it. So you'll see it when you get in the stadium. And it looked pretty cool. The whole thing looked pretty cool. So... All I know is that uh, this city has gone all out for this. I'm glad to be here and being right in smack dab in the middle of it. And I'm glad we're not at Radio Row or Media Row, whatever they call it now. That's right. By the way, remember the theory, the the conspiracy theory that the Super Bowl opponents were set because the helmet had the purple and the red that it was going to be Ravens and... That's right. Yeah, the logo had the purple and the red. Last year, last year was the red and the green, mm-hmm. which was the Chiefs yeah. and uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, but it was more of a teal. It wasn't really the right green. No, but I, it's just people pink. trying to make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. the conspiracy, conspiracy theory is it's for theories. the Chiefs to win so that they can get married. Yeah. Well, and just the Chiefs well, to be in the Super Bowl. Right, so Taylor Swift will be Plus, I almost theory. got in a fight at the Baltimore train station. That's right. True. Which seems to be picked up everywhere now. Mm. Yeah. Well, Why was, is that such a big thing? Because you're a major star and you almost decked some clown. I, mean, I knew immediately when you <laughs> told me that story and I said, are you going to tell this on the air that it would be written about? It's just a natural occurrence. Like it just happened. But, yeah, but in your life with... 
Bill Cower, Nate Burleson, <laughs> and some drunk, crazed, psychopath Ravens fan. That's a great story. Right. And the fact that you said you were about to punch him in the face is another good part Until of it. Until analytics giants guy got in the middle of it all. Who has never come forth and yeah. identified himself. He's still unknown. I'm yeah. surprised he has not come forth. To get, I mean, some people, you know, I they think don't I, be heroes. I, would, I wanted to make sure, because <laughs> I sent a couple of the stories that were written mm -hmm. to both Nate and Coach and said that I characterize the story correctly. Did I embellish anything? Did I say anything wrong? Did yeah. I insult either one of you guys? Right. And both of them said, no, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, like when things happen and you go to like different um, people who've seen it, witnesses, and they screw it up and they don't see it the way that it actually happened. And they see other things and other people. And I, I was so focused in on this that I knew that I, I got it right to a T. Now, do you know Giant Analytics? Like, you know his name? I I. Yeah, I met him. So no, no. So you didn't get his last. I didn't get his last name. So you're doing a cool thing by not outing him, even though he comes across like but a I conquering like to think hero. He's probably over there in the Giants building. On Boom's talking about me. Yeah, I was that's, the guy. That's he's got to be. I was the guy. Unless he was lying to me, he wasn't a Giants analytics guy. Oh, uh, he he seemed like an analytics guy. And he was with his wife, right? Yeah, girlfriend, wife. Yeah, I think okay. I'm not. Right. I'm. Uh, he was by himself. I could see that being like a lie, lie spot. No, but, but he was with her, and wife. he was. You know they. We had nice discussion with them. They were great. They, yeah. were, they were like, you guys are legend, you know, that kind of thing. But this is right up your alley. Like, you don't want, he doesn't want the credit for this publicly. He yeah, did a I great thing. That. Or that he's just like, just. He's not calling News 12. Maybe the Giants <laughs> said, no, he was going to the game. Right. Who knows? Maybe. Oh, that could be. Mm. Could be. You never know. Maybe he was supposed to be, you know, mm. analyticking on some draft pick or something. Yeah, that's right. Well, News 12. You never to be know. There. Or maybe he's a big, you know, Ravens fan or Chiefs fan. Chiefs, I, think doesn't want to like I think he was a Chiefs fan, but I think his wife Ooh. was a Ravens fan. Oh, I think. Oh. I think. Yeah, got a lot to remember from that day. It's okay if you don't remember those details. <laughs> All right, Jerry, what's happening, man? We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door and brought to you by Serve Pro. Cleanup, restoration, and construction. Visit ServePro.com. Uh, the NFL, obviously, the uh, front and center right now because you know, the, the Knicks didn't play last night. The Rangers were off, though. The Rangers are back in action coming up tonight. So Sirius XM NFL Radio caught up with a couple of these guys at the Pro Bowl games, one being Baker Mayfield, who had a nice resurgent season, obviously falls short in the... Well, what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of Al on X. And it says loner stoner. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Did you it's see not your body, though, clearly. It's so very funny. You see this guy put eat at Joe's on your forehead? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I actually did funny. like that. Oh, uh, good. Uh, here is Baker Mayfield. Obviously, the uh, the good season with the Bucks, talking about uh, you know staying confident and, and his season that they just had uh, after losing to the Lions. For me, just being the best version of myself. Yeah, everybody's got bad days, but I need to bring that energy and that passion that I've always had that's got me to this point and just keep carrying that on. Now, when the Eagles, that was courtesy of SiriusXM, as is Jason Kelsey. So the Eagles lose. Their season ended in Tampa. And the story immediately that night was Jason Kelsey's retiring. We then found out he hasn't made a decision yet. So when will he? Here he was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to make it quick. You want the organization to be able to move freely with free agency coming up and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, within the next, uh, I don't want to put a timetable on, but <laughs> I feel pretty firmly I'll be able to get things ironed out before uh, the organization's in any type of bind or anything like that. But certainly, yeah, I think this has a lot to do with Travis Kelsey still playing, <clears throat> meaning okay. that his brother is still in the spotlight. 
and he doesn't want to take anything away from that. You know, meaning that if he had retired, it'd just be a bigger <clears> deal, <throat> and then he's around, and like they would be asking questions about. It. I think because Travis has got so much of a spotlight on him, he's going to yeah. wait till the season is over, and then I'll decide my future. I I also think that <clears throat> when you come out of a seventeen game season and you're an offensive lineman, you are beat the snot. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe it takes about a month or two, and then all of a sudden you start getting that itch back again. You get into the weight room, you start lifting with your guys, and, and your kids want you to play because they're having so much fun going to the games. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I would uh, I, I would be so sure that he is retiring. I know that uh, he probably has a headache from that stupid tush-push uh, play. Yep. Maybe he goes to Nick Sirianni. Look, I'll play, but we can't stop this tush-push thing. Mm. You're did, killing me. Did you ever have second thoughts? I did. I did. Because I actually got a contract offer right. to stay for two more years. If it were, I'll be honest, if it were a million more a year, I would have stayed. But it wasn't, and I got a four-year deal from ABC. And that was that. Yeah. Uh, one other one from the NFL. This is from the land of the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, also on Sirius XM Radio, talking about his coach coming back and Mike McCarthy. Your head coach will be back, calling the plays again. Where do you see this offense going from here? Uh, it only going up, only going up. I mean, we put up great numbers last year, but we're definitely looking to improve on that. Not in the playoff game. So, did anybody ask him a question about the tweets? That's a really good question. <laughs> did they? I don't know. I didn't hear the interview. I'm just working <clears throat> off of what we have. That's right, a great so question. That was that was the big controversy yes. that his family or his mom was his him mom. And, it was his mom, and then Michael Parsons had things to say. He did address things on his podcast, sort of. But you're right; these were the these were the big quotes immediately. And by the way, I think Michael Parsons may be coming from this studio doing his really? podcast. Oh, nice! Maybe ask one of the guys in there. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> maybe you could be a guest because you're the voice I, of the Cowboys. You know what? I've interviewed him a couple of times. Maybe he could interview me. <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> Just come in and shoot the breeze with a mic. And you are who again? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of the Cowboys. I am not the voice of the Cowboys. The voice of Rutgers. I wish I was. You're the voice I'm of the Cowboys and your voice of the, of the update yes. here on Boomer and Jail. And Rutgers won at Michigan on Saturday. Nice How about win. that. Well, Michigan's yeah. not that good. I don't care. It's a road win. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. And tomorrow night, people asking me, me and you betting this game tomorrow night. Rutgers at Maryland. Yes, we are. 4.30 out here. 4.30? No, right. 3.30. If Maryland wins, you got to do a gummy on the air. Maryland <laughs> wins, you got to do a gummy on the air. <laughs> All right, but if Rutgers wins, you have to. I can't do it. Oh, I can't either then. No, you can. No, bet's off. Oh, why can I keep? Why? Why? I'll give you $1,000 if you win. <clears throat> oh, and no gummy? No gummy. No. If you win, okay. I don't do a gummy, but I'll give oh. you $1,000. But if I win, you got to do the gummy. <laughs> mm. Come on. Straight Jerry, up, too, by the way. Just go into the place and be like, what's the one that I, I, I'm not going to have a uh, total meltdown? Look and at I feel Izzo. Like I, Izzo's all over this. Yeah, no, I don't trust him. I don't want to give me 19 milligrams. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, dis I'm about to say yes, but I also don't want to say yes. You got to do what you say. I'll do it with you. So mm. I got to do. A You've done it before. I have not had a. Well, you I have had, I've had weed cookies. I've not had a gummy. Los, I can't have right. you. I can't have you do it while we're on the air. I can have him what? do it. Deal. Hold on. Done. 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 You. you oh, done. 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 I will do done. it. I will do it. So well, what's the bet? All right. The bet is that if Rutgers wins and beats Maryland, Boomer will give one thousand dollars to Jerry Recco. If. Maryland beats Rutgers. 
Jerry Recco one has to do two gummies. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't. It wasn't two. You said a gummy. A gummy. The strongest gummy we can find. <laughs> a gummy on the show. He has to do a, a before the warm up show. No, 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 no nothing the crazy. Show. He'll take it like after the warm up show and our show starts. Okay, that's when you take it. See, it's funny. What times is game tomorrow? Uh, three thirty, I believe, out three, here. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow it's going to be raining. Yes. You and me, oh, right? The sports book sitting right Done. there. Good. Great. Yeah. Love it. I love how you're like, you can't be doing a gummy during the show. And I had to do a show with you and your blood alcohol content <laughs> was bigger than Albert Pujols' batting average. <laughs> 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 Thanks for a fun show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I get to return the favor four years, no, five been, years later. All right, but you can take it for the last hour. Okay. That seems fair. I mean, because I need you. I need you to be you for the you know the, the, okay. the first three All right. hours. All right, we'll Wait. see. We'll see how. And it goes. this is going to be Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Well, Thursday? I mean, if if Maryland wins, but so you're going to do. I'm not giving you a thousand dollars. No, 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 no. I, I I may not. I may not do it. The gummy. I was just saying. I would have, if it helped Jerry to say yes, I would have done it with him. If oh, I like, see. Okay. But he he's now doing it by himself, so it's all good. All good. Let's go, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll be broke by Thursday. <laughs> so, uh, Carlin's got that game? Carlin's got the game, yes. That's the game okay? 100%. Oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> nice. Pandemonium in College Park. <laughs> and a terrapin. A flat of shot. Flay the Scarlet Knights. And Jerry Reckles is going to get effed up. <laughs> On the air. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, done. Deal. All right, I All love right. that. That is that is great. I'm sure you do. Oh wait, and this is going to be when? Oh, Wednesdays are big. Well, but I'll do it Thursday though. We said. oh, it said Thursday. Okay, right. Yeah, but the game is Wednesday. So the game's Wednesday. No, the game's, yeah. no, the game's tomorrow. Tuesday. Game's Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow is Tuesday. So it's Wednesday or Thursday. That's fine. Either way, we're playing golf yeah, all day. So we're playing. Well, we can't. Yeah, we're playing golf on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, so you have to do it Thursday. Okay. You, you can't be it. high for Drew Barrymore. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah. That'd be fun. It would be. It would be awesome. <laughs> Jerry's like, E.T. phone home. <laughs> Jerry puts a towel on his head about how E.T. looked when he was in the front seat yeah, of that bike. Running <laughs> <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> oh, Thursday's going to be great. Come on, Marilyn, baby. Come on, Marilyn. <laughs> what if it has the opposite? I mean, I'm boring as it is. What if it has the opposite effect? It'd just be like having CeeLo here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor CeeLo, you guys pick on him so oh much, God. man. I don't. <laughs> I think that like you had an update crew that you kind of have each other's back, don't you? Yeah, I don't say anything. I laugh at the joke. If I really thought CeeLo stunk, I wouldn't make jokes about it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. the people re we really think stink on the air, we don't really say much about it. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you're picking on them unfairly. Right. right. Yeah. You'd feel like the lights are too bright in here. Yes. Well, Eddie's very sensitive to light. Like, I think it's okay. It might be a little too bright, but I feel like Eddie's very sensitive to light. You see what happens when that control room light goes on back at the studio? He's yes. like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like it turns into a vampire. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking about. I do. Like a guest comes in they and they lean, lean, lean on the butt. Life's going to. Skin starts melting off his face. <laughs> but anyway, it's a, maybe a tad bright. 
Right. <laughs> it's just a little different than the studio in New York. That's yeah, all. Well, what do you think? Going to walk in here and feel exactly. No, the it's same. good. I think I it's like fantastic. It. Actually, uh, what else? What else? What else? You got the Nets and Warriors tonight on the fan at seven twenty. Knicks Grizzlies tomorrow. Then the Mavericks on Thursday. Rangers home for the Avalanche tonight. The Islanders are in Toronto. Uh, and Wyndham Clark did win uh, the AT and T Pebble Beach three round tournament because of the weather in california they couldn't finish and so he is declared the winner time now for moment of the day brought to you by casamigos tequila casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it <laughs> so geo is no secret is becoming a crazy golfer um and it's become very noticeable to boomer you went to all these great lengths to get that yeah 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 yep. now i see that in the way that you approach your golf yeah i'm i am locked in i mean i don't i don't feel like i'm an ocd guy but I do have the, the, the obsessions with things, and this is this is now that thing. I, I am I am obsessed with it. Like everything takes a second place, a back seat to that. As far as my leisure activities, yes, not my family. I know, I understand. Occasionally, that. but you know, right? But you're out here without any responsibilities, so now you're super psycho. That's true. See, I worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got nothing to do, no governor, and it's raining. So I was going to play mm. golf every day. So what I don't want to do is now go have, like, drink a full bottle of Casamigos Cristalino and then lose $50,000 on roulette. Just go to the gym, go get a massage, get a steam, lose some more Masturbation. weight. <laughs> That's definitely on the table. There you go. Definitely, yeah. There you go. Moment Uh, of the day. uh, Very good, Jerry. Thank you. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Talk Studio. Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Last year's Super Bowl week was dominated by the NBA trade deadline. We spent more time talking about the NBA trade deadline than... Oh, look at that. It's a little NFL Today commercial I got uh, distracted by where you're playing... Uh, uh, was that the slot machine? And the- NFL Today slot machine. Look at Phil look at hugging that. me. Yeah, look at that. Oh, see, I love Boys that. love him when they see the big man win. That is, uh, that is tremendous. But anyway, yes. uh, I was dominated by the uh, NBA trade deadline. We were barely talking about the game because that's when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were traded in like back-to-back days. It was a great day. Great days. <laughs> it was. And you even got the neurovirus and you're still smiling <laughs> right when those two guys. Actually, I kind of miss those guys because they gave us something to talk about in regards to that uh, organization. But... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, the Knicks have given us plenty to talk about this year. Um, so I wonder, you know, will a big trade happen this week? The deadline is. I think the Nets have got to make some trades because they got to get they got to get set up to kind of try to improve via the draft and maybe some uh, take on some money from somewhere. I don't know, but uh, the Knicks, uh, who can they add? I mean, just get healthy. Yeah, and you know, he only likes to play nine guys anyway. So it is Thursday, Thursday, February 8th is the trade deadline. So we'll probably get some stuff that happens earlier than that. But then Friday morning, we might have something. Any chance the Nets and the Knicks ever make a trade? They cannot. So the one guy you would want or the the missing piece would be Mikael Bridges. There is no way in hell the Nets are going to trade Mikael Bridges to the Knicks. I mean, here's the thing. If it makes the Nets better for the future, they have to consider it. 
but you know, I don't care. But that could be the player that actually brings the Knicks a championship. And you're telling me that after the Nets thought that they were going to be in NBA Finals and win multiple championships with, with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, that just a couple years later, they made the trade that put the Knicks back down the canyon yeah, of I know, heroes. I know. It's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing <laughs> to, to even think like a Ranger Islander trade or a Ranger Devil trade or a Devil Islander trade. I know it's tough to, to, to fathom that or a Met-Yankee trade. Well, Met-Yankee's like, you know, easier. The Jets traded Leonard Williams to the Giants just recently. AFC, NFC. Though. I understand. But I, I just think that, you know, you got to do what's really truly in the best interest of your franchise. You know, and you may have this this wall in between these two franchises for whatever reason. And I guess the reason why you pointed out, you don't want to give the other team a chance to win a championship in the, in the city that you're trying to compete with them in. But if the Knicks make an offer that is the best offer that you possibly can get for Mikhail Bridges. I mean, if you're Sean Marks, the prudent thing to do is to make the, is to make the deal. It would have to be a ton of those picks that the Knicks have and probably a player in there too. Maybe Quentin Grimes and four picks. Or first well, round picks. What, I mean, like if the Knicks really feel like they need one more guy. I think they, I think they are really competitive right now. When they are totally healthy, they can compete with anybody they play against. We've yeah. seen that already. And I think, uh, depending on what Julius Randle's long term, like short term future is, how long he's going to be out with that dislocated shoulder. Um, I think you, if you're the Knicks, you got to get somebody else in here now under these present circumstances with. One of your highest scoring players hurt. Yeah, and I've never trusted a Knicks regime this much in my almost my entire lifetime, except when Pat Riley was here. They outside of that one off season where they got Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. I mean, they have pressed the right buttons ever since that miserable off season. Yeah, so one slam rose to cover, but it, it's taken some patience. Oh yeah, which is like right. I, there's two things I talk about: patience and stability. And the Knicks have shown both since Leon Rose has taken over. They have, but this is one of those moments, too, where they're going to have to exercise that same type of patience because maybe that deal isn't out there and you can't panic because the offseason might bring you that that player in a better situation than, than the trade deadline. The does. other thing, too, you got to be thinking about, okay, all we got to do is get to the tournament anyway. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, basketball in, you know, May and June is when it's important. Just like for hockey, it's it's May and April and May. So you're thinking, and June, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, who are we getting back and when are they coming back? So there's a chance that Mitchell Robinson can could be coming back. They, you know, they do expect Julius Randle to yeah. come back. Mm -hmm. So Ananobi will be back probably very soon. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a point where you ha you do have a log jam. Now the thing is, Hartenstein has played great. Yeah. I, he has played unbelievable, well, but I still so think he's playing too much. Too much. Well, so is Dante DiVincenzo <clears throat> and these guys. That's why they're great role players. How about Precious Achua? Say that again. I said, how about Precious Achua? Yeah, absolutely. All those guys have been phenomenal. But you don't want to be having to lean on them for big minutes One for a guy. month straight. One more guy. If it is Mikael Bridges and you reunite this whole Villanova team, mm. which would be unbelievable. And I bet you if you ask Mikael Bridges, if he, that's what he wants. Yeah, I mean, he I, did. He he loved Phoenix, though. He said he loved living out there. So he might he might not love being on the East Coast. But obviously if he's with his guys. Yeah, and he doesn't and have to move a championship, yeah. and you're and you're at the Garden, and I know it's probably really tough for guys like Jerry and Sean Marash and and Evan to even 
think that that is even po- a possibility. I, th- I could see those guys' heads explode mm. if, in fact, that trade was ever made. But in all in all reality, if you want to rebuild your team, you have to do it. Yeah, but, in, in a way that's right for your team. But I mean, my counter to that is. If you rebuild, you want to rebuild around a guy like that who's young and that talented. And to give him up at this stage of his career seems silly. But there are going to be teams that are going to offer a hell of a lot for him. And I just, I don't think it would have to be a complete overpay for Sean Marks to really well, think about it. Let me it. ask you a question. Where are the Nets going right now? So nowhere fast. Okay. So didn't we feel like that about the Knicks like three years ago? Yes, for like two decades we felt like that. Well, I mean, I, yeah. we felt like that. I felt like that since like 1995 <clears throat> or 99, actually. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I think if you can somehow get Mikael Bridges, you got to. It's probably it's not going to happen. I know that. I but that would be my target. Oh, sure. And, and I would try to get him, and I would try to get him if it if it takes all this draft capital that I have that you never know turns into something. I, this is what Lou Lamarillo does with the Islanders. He takes his first round draft picks, who he knows because of where he's picking in the draft. You never know if those players are ever going to work out. And he takes those first round draft picks and he turns it into players like Bo Horvat and Romanoff, one of their defenders. And they become, yeah, JG Pajot, they become the, the backbone of the team for the next six to seven years. And they're all legitimate, developed players at that point. And that's what the Knicks need. The Knicks need a legitimate, developed player right now, and the Nets need assets to move forward to build, rebuild the franchise. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.